0: Welcome to episode 13 of Film Yak, our weekly podcast of movie discussions. I am John. I am Kevin. And I'm John,
1: too. In sequence, not quality.
0: (laughs) Alright, well, uh, we're going to be talking today about a film recommended by Kevin, a documentary, our first documentary on the show Film Yak. A movie called Hype from 1996 directed by James Prey. Doug Prey. Doug Prey? where did I get James from? I'm going to write that down on my notes. Oh my God. No, I wrote <laughs> Doug Prey down. <laughs> okay, so Doug Prey. Um, and we're going to be talking about that movie as well as other things we watched and some news items and a little bit of your feedback. So you hitting the Black Friday sales, either one of you? Uh,
2: uh, I'm probably going to go to Best Buy. It's my yearly
0: thing. On Thursday? Yeah, on Thursday are me too, because I have a $90 gift card still All right. I'm going to crush it I'm going to buy so much shit
2: <laughs> Apparently Walmart has iPads or something for like 200 bucks. Something I- like that
0: iPads? Like Airs or what?
2: Like the new iPad The the Pro? No, not the Pro, it's like the 2017 edition Oh, okay, $200 inch. Bucks. Mm. 200 or 250 yeah, so really cheap
0: that doesn't sound right. Yeah, it's.
2: I think it's Walmart. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll look into it. I did get. It's gonna be iPad. a circus. I bought the iPad Mini from Walmart on Black Thursday or whatever the hell you call it <laughs> uh, for two hundred dollars three or four years ago. Hmm. So hmm. a regular size iPad for two hundred dollars would be quite a deal. Kevin, you hitting the Black Friday sales?
1: Uh, maybe. Depends. Um, you gonna buy some? Depends. <laughs> no, stock up.
0: I don't think those are on sale. Might have to pay full price for those bad boys.
1: <laughs> I can't. I, geez, I can't even imagine how much adult diapers are. Because, like, you know, you got to think like they got to make them. They got to make them. quite huge. a bit bigger. Yeah, you know, huge. a little, a little bit more absorbency. Because
0: right. uh, you shit a lot when you're an adult. Yeah. Compared to when you're a kid.
1: Yeah. So, um. But what yeah, does it, I gotta. What does I gotta it depend on. All joking aside, <laughs> what does it depend on? I gotta look at like how much, how much spending bread oh, I have to sure. invest, for and sure. uh, like get my family's Christmas lists and all that kind of stuff. You get lists from your families about what they want. Yeah, that's crazy. It's 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 just the easiest thing to be like, okay, you know, like all of this stuff is on our various Amazon wish lists anyway. So it two seconds to you know make a christmas wish list put a couple of things on there and say hey there you go right i just like to i really get into
0: finding like the perfect gift for mainly for friends like for my my mom i'll just buy her a candle or some soap (laughs) or some shit (laughs) because that's just what she wants and i don't really put a whole lot of thought into it to be honest but and she always loves it she just like loses it but for you know for jonathan for instance or for uh my wife obviously mm. and then for even for my dad like I like I, I really dig like thinking about it and thinking what I can get for them that they don't already have or yeah. they would want you know but for like my brother I'll just buy him a gift card you know <laughs> yeah cause he, I don't know what he likes I'm not gonna buy him like booze or something or a
1: stripper pole I don't know I don't know what the buggy wants so. <laughs> I mean if he wants to get in shape a stripper pole could be decent that's uh... true I,
0: he'd probably want it so that he could bring strippers home to strip on it. Okay. cause he works yeah. at a strip- Oh, okay. have I told you that? No, my brother works at a strip club in New Orleans. Okay, so a bartender. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, I'll be hitting the the, the sales Thursday. I'll, I'll definitely go to Best Buy. I'll probably go to Walmart too. Um, I always do on Thursday, and is, this year is no exception.
1: Is Barnes and Noble are they going to have like they've already still got the Criterion sale going on through the end of November? Mm-hmm. So can you compound Black Friday sales onto that? I don't think. London Noble has Black Friday yeah, yeah I don't
2: know they might
0: okay if they do I'm sure they don't uh, count towards things like that I mean, right yeah. I'm sure they wouldn't let you compound things yeah. in fact this year as far as I know they've even uh, went so far as to or at least I read this I'm not exactly sure but they said that uh, if you get the coupon in the email for like 15% off mm-hmm. they won't accept that with the criterions oh, okay. which is BS but yeah. what are you going to do Yep. Anyway, um, there is one bit of housekeeping that we need to talk about, which is uh, we record this podcast on Thursday afternoons. Next Thursday is a national holiday called Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what your guys' plan is. Obviously, we can't record that day. so
2: Do it live at Best Buy.
0: <laughs> Fly that, best vibe. that? That's not a bad idea. At not, we're all. not doing that. We should totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> Record <laughs> live at Best Buy. That's killer. We'll think about that. But for real, though, it, if, assuming we're recording here at some point next week, yeah, I mean, um, just push it back to Wednesday.
1: Yeah, Wednesday, or if you guys like, we're going to be open Friday, so. I'd be good with either one of those. Wednesday, Doesn't matter to Wednesday me. Wednesday would. Be
0: probably actually they're both the same so i'd prefer a wednesday okay wednesday it okay. is um same time same place i guess it doesn't really have to be the same time for me i'm off all way next week but if you guys are are you working next morning? yeah i got off at one though. Oh, okay well we might might do it maybe a smidge earlier just so we can get out earlier but um sure yeah so that's it for that so you guys want to talk some news
1: yeah, because
0: there's, there's a lot of it. A little bit of news. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, first thing I want to talk about, which isn't related to anything else, which is that the, um, I don't know if you guys are even aware of this, the movie The Mummy with uh, Tom Cruise that came out. Oh, right. It was supposed to be the start of the Universal's dark universe, quote unquote. Yeah, where yeah. Where they were going to do the Invisible Man and oh, wow. Werewolf and vampires and whatever. <laughs> mm. And... um. All the classic movie monsters that they have the rights to. And apparently The Mummy tanked so bad that the producers walked away from the franchise. So now they're saying it's dead. The whole thing <laughs> is dead. They're not going to continue. And Good. they did like this whole spread in Vanity Fair where they had Johnny Depp, Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise, the girl who plays The Mummy, and I think it was like Kate Blanchett or somebody, or some, some famous actress. Mm-hmm. And they were all uh, like, you know, they did a big photo shoot to announce the Dark Universe. And now it's just gone. <laughs> Like it's not happening Ouch. anymore. Jeez. Are you guys uh, sad about this not being? Not able to at see all. The,
2: no. The mummy was like complete trash.
1: That is true. Did anybody? Did you see the mummy? I did not. Like the funniest thing I thought about the mummy. Like everyone was like, "Bring back Brendan Fraser! Bring back Brendan Fraser!" I'm like, you know, that movie. That was not a spectacular piece of action movie cinema, in my opinion. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, you know, Brendan Fraser's all right. Uh, you know, typical I, kind I think of the action movie was, comedy. I think the movie was dead before it
2: even came out because they released that first trailer with, like, half the sound in it, oh, yeah, and yeah. it became an instant meme, which just makes it look like a joke. So right. I, think, I think it was just dead in the water.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I am a, I am a little bummed about the – like, I, part of me is, was mildly excited about the idea of, like, a – maybe like a new dracula film and Mm. uh you know the uh
2: invisible man could be
1: good
0: well that was that was the one with johnny depp so that one would definitely be the worst (laughs) never mind then (laughs) yeah i was gonna say like like, nothing
1: is gonna top claude rains as the invisible man (laughs) i'm sorry so
0: um but anyways it's dead so i guess that's really all there is to say about it in other news uh louis ck is you can't like him anymore
2: (sighs) i wanted to see that movie so bad too (laughs) It's like totally erased from history now?
0: They, uh, the, the people who are going to release it, Orchard, uh, have shelved it. I'm sure it will be released at some point mm. in the distant future. Uh, he had another film, Pooty Tang, that he directed, <laughs> which was also, uh, had problems being released back in the 90s. Mm. And not because of him being a creepy masturbator, but just because of whatever, you know, money or whatever. And, um, it eventually came out, so I'm sure it'll come out. Like, people still, people, Mm. as much as people, you know, the bleeding heart liberals, even though I am kind of one, as much as they want to, you know, say how much they hate Louis now, it's like, it's still funny. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you still want to, I mean, what, you know.
2: I would feel no guilt at all
1: watching that movie. I I I uh, wouldn't either.
0: I'd feel, I wouldn't feel bad about it at all. And I, honestly, I I, I don't know, did you guys read the apology that he wrote?
1: I did not, because... I did, yeah. I, I just... Okay, like... it's There's just so much of this coming out, and like, yeah. yes, I understand it's a rampant problem, but it's like one after another, after another, after another, and it's like, I'm sorry, I just don't have time to read every creepo's yeah, yeah, apology right. about being a creepo.
0: I felt that, uh I will say, and I agree with that, but for certain people like louis ck i'll make an exception because i, mm. I appreciate his work and i he's want he's the him. only one i've actually read because exactly. <laughs> okay. i actually like what he's done i read kevin spacey's whole like i'm gay about g- <laughs> because <laughs> it was just funny <laughs> but um but louis ck's i found and i'm 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 i feel like i should be ashamed to say it but i'm really not i felt like it was really genuine and like
2: oh i know like, i 100% agree with you he's like hmm. he's like you know i'm going to just stop doing it's not time it, it isn't the time to be funny now i'm going right. to just like take a seat you know and he just says, like, i
0: need to learn to listen yeah exactly and He's like he said uh he explained he said everything is true all these women are, are right with what they're saying and uh like that's that's the first thing that he says all these stories are true like that's mm. something right there not to deny it and not that he hasn't denied it in the past he has but the fact yeah, he that is. he's coming clean about it i mean when he didn't have to we could continue lying you know yeah and um It just seemed really uh, genuine, his whole, uh, his, like, message about, you know, how he's going to uh, try to learn from the experience and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sure, I mean, his career is over. Uh, Just like Spacey, like, you'll never see these people again.
2: I I don't know about that. I think think we'll see see Louis C.K. eventually. Yeah, because, like, both of them could just move to Europe and it'll be okay. (laughs) But the thing is, like, Louis C.K., like, I don't want to, like, split hairs, but he's, like, he's not a serial rapist or, like, uh, a molester or something. Like, I mean, like, what he did was terrible, but, like, I th- I don't think... Like, I think they're throwing everyone into the same, like, corral here, and I, I, I don't think that's fair.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. I don't think that's entirely fair. So he, what did he actually do? He made women watch him masturbate yeah. who were up-and-coming comedians, so he says oh, it in okay. his apologies. Like, I used the fact that I was yeah, exactly. popular and that they looked up to me to mm. use... I used that to my advantage to make them do this for me. and Which okay. is awful,
2: yeah. Yeah. but... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I still think he has, like, a shed of hope that he could, like, come back. and. Yeah. Maybe, I yeah, think
0: yeah. Uh, I could totally see, like, you know, 10 years down the road him coming out with, like, a stand-up special where he makes fun of everything. Yeah. Like, but I think a lot of people will be pissed off when it happens.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I won't be one. I'll be watching it. I mean, I
2: Pee-wee one. Herman came back. Didn't he, like... He well, he didn't
0: should, do it. He like, was, he was just He was just, a just in, all-
1: a, in a porn theater. In a porn theater. Oh, okay, okay. While no. he was married to Cassandra <laughs> Peterson, which I'm, like... Who's Cassandra Peters? Elvira. Oh. Have you ever seen her without the Elvira makeup? No. She's fantastic. It's like She's got big, big breasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're real. <laughs> well, uh, Anyway, yeah. I don't yeah, yeah. So who knows? In yeah.
0: other uh, creepy man news, uh, Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman, do you mm-hmm. guys hear about this? She threatened to not no. sign on for any more Wonder Woman roles. That's right. Unless Warner Brothers severs all ties with Brett Ratner. Who, really? Who is? It came out last week that uh, Ellen Page said that he outed her on the set of X Men Three without her consent. Wow! Right? And he's made like, and, he, and this is like an ongoing thing for him. He's he's known as like a Lothario, you know. Hmm. But hmm. Um, I guess the real question here is something we've talked about. I know, but um, is. The fact that someone is accused or convicted of something like this is that grounds to stop watching their art?
1: Yeah, that's a uh, that's a very interesting. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's a very hard question. Yeah, <laughs> it's extremely hard. No, but it's
1: black and
0: white, yes no. or no? Go.
2: <laughs> I think it's a subjective thing. I think mean, like it, you can take it case by case. Uh, I think Roman Polanski is like a really good example. Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, take Roman Polanski like, right now.
0: Let's think about it for real. Roman Polanski was uh, indicted for having. Uh, he actually, yeah, he did this. For, ha- for, for raping, <laughs> yeah. uh, statutory rape, raping, uh, I think she was 13.
1: Yeah, 13 year old in Jack Nicholson's house. Right. And, uh, like, apparently Angelica Houston, like, <laughs> Jesus. she had, like, just broken up with Jack Nicholson, yeah. so she was going over to his place to uh, pick some of her stuff up and, uh, like, According to her, she didn't see anything untoward between them and she didn't see them together in the room but apparently they were both like laughing and joking for a couple of minutes before they left.
0: Well, I don't think anybody would argue the fact that he did this. I mean, I think yeah, even I mean, he is
1: I
2: kind think of he, he
0: yeah, it, yeah. Know? But the fact is that he ran and he's been a fugitive from justice for 40 years or whatever it is meant. Yeah. So Knowing that he statutory raped a 13-year-old girl in the 70s, mm. does that bother you when you say, hey, i got to watch The Pianist tonight. It's a great <laughs> film.
1: Yeah, or like uh, Chinatown.
0: Yeah, or Rosemary's Baby.
1: Yeah. And especially this movie that I just watched this this past week, Repulsion. Mm. Like, it's a psychological thriller, but it's also kind of a rape-revenge movie. <laughs> like, it gets real, like... I'll I'll get into Jeez. it a little more later when we talk about what we watched. But it, like, I'm watching this movie the entire time, going like, "This like, Polanski does this, and then he goes on to do that." Like, you know, just weird feelings about it. Yeah, In
0: complete agreement. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, Jonathan, how do you feel about this? Would you? Does it bother you to watch a Polanski film?
2: Yeah. But, man, I just don't know. It's so it's so weird. Like, I've heard, like, it wasn't actually rape. It was consensual. But it's like, she's 13, so who can't gives can't a you know, shit? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I've heard that it's actually rape. Like, it's full-blown. Like, well, a, like, the
0: fact is that she has since uh, said that she forgives him for it
1: and doesn't that, think about it anymore. Yeah, but so. <laughs> that doesn't help, really. Well, apparently, too, like, she was like, Okay, guys. Like, I've come to terms with this. Y'all need to stop going after him because, mm-hmm. like, the yeah, Justice Department well, yeah. has been like trying to get him out of Europe for years. But she's like, "Look, I've dealt with it. Please stop dragging me through this." Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a big gray issue.
2: <sighs> I still want to Parts see his movies. I don't know. I, I mean, like, hmm. I still haven't seen Macbeth. <laughs> really want to see Macbeth and it's just it's it is it is weird but like I think I can separate the man from the art uh, enough to watch
0: it I don't oh (coughs) Jesus dropped your iPhone I don't actually see uh, I I mean maybe I'm an asshole but I'm probably an asshole but I don't see a problem with it at all (laughs) I really don't like if I mean if somebody was like convicted of uh, like if Paul Thomas Anderson were suddenly convicted of like gang raping a child like, I mean, that's horrible and he should Jesus. go to prison and he should, you know, get the requisite punishment, whatever that may be. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop watching There Will Be Blood. Like, it's still a great film. What does it have to do with the fact that he made it? Like, it's still a great film. If mm. somebody else had made that same film and it looked the exact same and it was yeah. the exact same movie, it's that's- the same movie. It's like, it's a movie. Like- I think
2: people are afraid of, like, there being mm. elements of that in the art itself. You know what I mean? Like, right. Or like a bias. Like Woody Allen movies.
0: Yeah. Where the main character is always in love with an underage girl. Yeah. Yeah. So or someone who's 50 That's years actually a, I think that
2: might be a better, that's probably actually a better example. Well, Woody Allen's Woody never
0: Allen. been convicted and never admitted to anything. So yeah. that's why I didn't bring him up because he's right. never said anything about, he's denied, denied, denied. And uh, he's been accused of some pretty heinous shit, and he's done some questionable things, like marrying his adopted daughter. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> legally wrong with that, you know. Nothing technically wrong with it. It's just uh, kind of icky, you know. Yeah. But I, I still like Woody Allen movies. I don't know. He's charming. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's like when I saw um, what's that slave movie? Born Birth of a Birth Nation. Nation. Mm. And uh, that the direct writer-director uh, star of that was, um, he was apparently con- like acquitted of raping, gang raping a woman in college. And it's like, everybody was up in arms about this. Like, why are we letting this guy make a movie? And it's like, mm-hmm. letting him make a movie? He's a private citizen. He's allowed to do whatever. He was acquitted it means he didn't do it or it means the gov- the the court didn't find reasonable evidence to prove that he did it. Yeah. right. So he didn't do it as far as our, as far as I'm concerned. Now even if he did, like let's say Mel Gibson for instance who says racist things, mm. says uh horrible horrible things to his wife, yes. <laughs> uh is a pretty much a bastard. But you know, he's coming back. He's yeah, he's like he let's say he is back. He's in Daddy's home too. He directed an Oscar-nominated film. He was nominated, I believe, for director last year. Oh, yeah. And uh, his film was nominated for Best Picture. It's like, after, I feel like... And I, I don't have any problem with that. I hate the movie. I think he's, uh, you know... Yeah, um, I had well.
2: no problem seeing it, but it was total pile of shit. Right. right. You know, Axel
0: Right. But it's like <laughs> the idea that after a while you do your time, essentially. Even if it's not literal time, you're not literally in jail, but... You're in director's jail. You're in actor's jail. You're not allowed to do anything. Mm. Then after a while, let him come back. Let him try again, you know. He's, you know, he, I feel like you make you make, um, you make make your amends that way, you know. It's like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. was in jail for drugs and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's Iron Man, you know, and he turned his whole life around. But take,
2: yeah. some, take someone like Kevin Spacey, okay. He, he molested some kid or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's just gone. He's, like, wiped from the face of the earth. Right. But you have Polanski, who raped a kid, and it's just like, I, you know what I mean? And he's, like, held yeah. in high regard, typically. You know, like, I mean, the pianist was huge when that came out.
0: Yeah. He won the Oscar yeah. for Best Director that year. So it's like, I, it's, in absentia. is it just a
2: different time now? Or is it I'd just ridiculous? I would say it is. Ridiculous?
0: I would say it's a different time. So would, if Polanski
2: yeah. did that now... Or if he was,
0: I think if Polanski tried to make a film on a on a commercial level now, it would get destroyed, and nobody would fund it, and he Mm. wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. So, like if he tried, what was his last film? uh, Venus and Furs, which is like a little two man. It was just like a man and a Mm. woman on a stage. I don't know. I didn't see it. Mm. Based on a play, Uh, the the villain from uh, Quantum of Solace is in it. Uh, But I think, I think. Uh, he's a little harder to compare to Kevin Spacey because Kevin Spacey is someone who is commonly popular. Like, he's on a a very, very popular television show. He's in -hmm. very, very popular movies, high-budget movies. And Polanski makes these tiny little art films in Europe, and he has been for years, you know? yeah. Yeah, I think if Polanski tried to get hired by the studios to make... You know, like the next Thor movie, they'd be there'd be an <laughs> Roman outcry. Like, how, can stole. You, how can you hire Roman Polanski to direct this movie? He's a rapist, you know. Yeah. But since it's you know some French company uh, producing his movies for two or three million dollars, no, no problem. Nobody cares about that. And you know, it's the same thing with like, um, hmm. it's the same thing with uh, parental advisory things on albums. You never see them on indie mm. albums because nobody's buying those albums, so they don't give a fuck. They yeah. only care if the albums are getting out to people. That's why they put them on Eminem's records yeah, yeah. and yeah. Marilyn Manson's records, because they're selling millions of records. Right. If yeah. you're selling 10,000 records, it's fine. Say whatever you want. Nobody's hearing that. You know, they don't yeah. care. And it's the same thing. It's like, if the, how more high profile you are, the harder you're going to fall, mm. in my opinion. So that's why Kevin Spacey is so just, he's done. Yeah, Done. it's yeah. I mean, it's I, pretty I, hilarious. I don't see it as that big of a loss. Person, I
2: don't. I do. I am with you one hundred percent. I am not really a fan.
0: But uh, anyway, yeah. well, that was uh, that was pretty good. That was a good little discussion. No will cut on all this. Where well, one one more thing, though.
2: Um, have you heard anything about House of Cards? I've heard that they're canceling it completely, but I've also heard that like they're going to go on without them.
1: I've heard. Mo- I've heard both. Okay. If they do that, that's gonna be like Scrubs or The Office, like it'll get one last season and then that's it. Well, there are examples of that where it works. Spin City mm. comes to
0: mind. Right. Where they right. replaced yeah. Michael J. Fox with Charlie Sheen and it went on for I think two or three seasons and I, okay. I, I actually quite I mean when I was when I was a kid I used to watch that and I thought it was just as funny. Okay. But it is a different kind of show. I think if you replaced it with another actor who is on the same uh level of uh I guess because I I wouldn't say He's like a great actor but If you put someone in there who's as appreciated As Kevin Spacey You could probably continue it There was an online petition uh, asking them to replace him With Kevin James (laughs) I think the outright
2: Cancel is a little unfair to everyone Involved really yeah, it's just not really i mean there's so many people involved they should kill him yeah. off
0: and replace him with somebody else they should yeah. like kill him off and then have like robin wright runs for president or something and then well at the end of the last to, like, season Gary she's or somebody in there she's yeah.
2: pretty much like that's what's gonna happen yeah
0: but uh i could see them doing that i mean yeah. it just depends on so many factors yeah and uh you know Fincher's involved still and in everything it's like you don't know how any of them are feeling about it, so... Fincher
2: could just CG him, you know? He, he yeah. CG Yeah. <laughs> CG. Well, it's just like, you know, it opens up with the, the new episode or whatever, and, then, like, he just gets his head blown off. Yeah. And be, that's it. That would yeah. if people would love that shit. They would. It'd be a meme the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, slow-mo, just head explosion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just go like full scanners. scanners. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah uh, but that's the thing, bro. too, about, like, watching, like, you know, like, um... Like Polanski, you know, with like or Chinatown, you know, are you watching it because it's Polanski, or are you a Jack Nicholson fan? Are you a Robert Town fan, or from what a I've Faye s- Dunaway fan, or John Houston fan? Like, from there's what so I've seen, so much that goes into a movie, yeah. it's like. I mean, yeah, the director has kind of an overall vision, but like, there's so much more that goes exactly. into it. Like,
0: it's like, it's like, how how deep are you willing to go with it? Like, it's like, what if the yeah. what, what if the grip was
1: con- was convicted of
0: rape? Like, are we not allowed to watch that movie anymore? What the, one, the grip? Oh, yeah. or like the the <laughs> chief costumer was a rapist. Oh, I'm sure like, that's happened right? a lot, right? But you don't hear about them because yeah, they're you not high yeah. profile. Again, they're not high profile, so nobody cares. Like, yeah. it's only if somebody I, in the spotlight has done something wrong, suddenly you're not allowed to like them anymore.
2: Like, someone them. like Brett Ratner, like, I, I don't think, like, I, I think most directors nowadays, like, yeah, you can, they're just interchangeable. They're just, yeah. they're for the job, you know what I mean? Like, they're for the paycheck. Most of them are jobbers. Yeah, jobbers. Yeah, yeah.
0: For sure. <laughs> I think Brett Ratner is a jobber, essentially. He's more of a producer these days, anyway. He produced The revenue. mm.
2: Can't watch The Revenant. I know. The Revenant is over now,
0: right? It's over. Can't watch Rush Hour. Erase
2: it from history. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Can't watch Red yeah. Dragon. Uh, no, thank you. Speaking I, of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Shit show. Ooh, oh, well, you can talk about hated that it. what we watch. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that brings us to what we watch. It does. Um, Any more news items? No, that's all I got. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess Jonathan will start with Wonder Woman. <laughs> Go ahead, Jonathan. Wonder Woman.
2: Jesus. <laughs> the first like hour, I was like kind of into it it's like it's got they're like on the island and you know, it's kinda cool. You got, you got the uh Lesbos? No, but <laughs> Isle of Lesbos <laughs> But the uh
0: Do they say anything about that in the movie? No. Are they like Amazonians? They're Amazons, yeah. They're Amazons. Are they lesbians?
2: No. They don't there's no sexual a
0: pussy move. There's right? no
2: like you don't have to show them sexuality being sexual, at all. But
0: just like have like them all be couples. I you know I didn't I, mean? I
2: don't remember any of that.
0: I'm sure it's not in there. Yeah. I'm saying like the, what a puss move not to do that. Mm. Um, that. Has to be palatable to the rednecks who want to go to a, a DC movie or a Marvel movie or whatever the hell. Mm.
2: <laughs> but anyway, the first hour so is pretty decent. Um, I, I'm into the whole the whole Greek god stuff. You know, that's kind of cool. Uh, then it just goes like Captain America on me. Like it's just mm. really shitty. Mm. She's like in battle and so it's just cheesy. It's uh, I couldn't stand it. And I don't like the, I don't like the uh the okay, the Germans in this movie are Nazis in World War 1. It makes no fucking sense to me. Wait,
1: uh- Nazis in World War One. They,
2: they they act and they're just like Nazis, They're like super evil, and they're, there's like the oh. mad scientist with like the like the she has like a mask, like half mask on her. Her face got blown off, so she has like a. Of half course, mask. it's a female. Yeah, and dude, they're they're just like <laughs> so evil. It makes no sense at all. I couldn't stand it. How's Chris Pine doing in it? Who's he? The captain. Oh, Gert. oh that's right, Captain Kirk. Uh, I call him Captain Kirk captain the entire. <laughs> Uh, he mansplains a lot. Like, a lot. Is that
0: like a joke in the movie, or is it just. I don't know. They just write exposition for him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, he's just. I don't know. It wasn't. He's just there. Are you with James Cameron on this? That this sets the feminists back several years? Because it somehow sexualizes Wonder Woman? Do you find Wonder Woman sexualized in this movie? Yes.
2: I think she's sexualized, but not, not like absurdly. Um,. She's really dumb in the movie. Really? Like, I mean, because she's like been on this island oh, the whole she's time. Fish oh, out of water. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's like it's
0: like Thor in the first Thor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Which is kind of just, eh,
0: I don't know. Yeah.
2: She's still a god. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's
0: just I mean, she's been sheltered though the whole her whole life. Right. So. But mm-hmm. she's pretty savvy. I mean, she gets in there and like figures it out. She right.
2: kicks some ass. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's this one scene where she's, uh... oh man, the... I guess it's like they're attacking some base or something. I don't know. It's all a blur at this point. But. uh She's, like, blasting through the windows and stuff, and there's, like, slow-mo, like, uh, scenes of her, like, kicking people and punching people and stuff. And uh, that that looked pretty good. I was, like, actually really surprised by that. Uh, the action stuff was well choreographed, but uh, I don't know. It's just a Marvel yeah. movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing to me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you find that they, DC seems to have a style Bible where everything has to look <laughs> like a Zack Snyder movie, even if it's not yeah. directed by Zack Snyder? The
2: contrast is high. It's It's very... Gross. dark yeah
0: and just eh, i don't know you were just talking about the slow motions there's a lot of speed ramping in this film there is a lot of speed ramping <laughs> yeah it's just it's not good <laughs> it's not good i wanted to see it uh because i i am one of the few people who who enjoyed uh batman versus Superman. i'd rather watch batman dawn of Superman. justice but uh didn't didn't love it or anything it was just you know it was probably the best superhero movie i've seen in you know 10 years but uh I, I I wanted to watch Wonder Woman, but then it was like two and a half hours. It's like, just one of those this. superheroes
2: <laughs> to me that's like the golden lasso. Yeah, and like does like, she drive an invisible, so, an invisible? No, jet. I was waiting the whole time. I was like, if there's an invisible jet, I'm immediately turning this shit off. I'm not watching this. <laughs> it didn't happen, thank God. But mm. the, like the golden lasso is so cheesy. It's just. It's like Aquaman, like it's just it's
0: cheese. Now, is mm. Aquaman or any of the other Justice League members in this movie? No,
2: uh, no, not even. Do you see it? Post credits. I haven't one? seen it. You haven't
0: seen it. No, uh, that's no. a little shocking, though. No? Hmm? Like, I mean, in Marvel, like, there's. So is there a post credit
1: scene or like mid credit scene? Uh, I didn't last that long. Okay, I
2: was like, as soon as I saw the first credits, I turned you, it off. You
0: you wa- You didn't watch this by yourself. Well, I watched with Alex. Okay, I assume so. Okay. Did yeah. she like it or? No, she hated it. Oh,
3: okay.
0: <laughs> I could see her liking something like she this. She was like, like a female Captain superhero. Kirk keeps
2: explaining things. Uh, <laughs> it's <yeah>. really annoying. <laughs> this is how you have to act in society. Cover yourself up. Like, dude, just sh- 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 stop talking. But is it like He's satirical
1: right. mansplaining? That's what I meant, yeah.
0: Is it like I part don't... of the joke or is it?
2: <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Okay. Because it happens so much.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's ridiculous. Well, uh, I'm sorry to hear about your experience with that one. How would you give that out of five? Two. Oh, it wasn't
2: unwatchable. Sure. Mm. There were parts that I actually liked, but it's like two and a half hours long, and again, me personally, you, stu- hate, you stu- hate women. No, <laughs> she. I think she's actually pretty good. Like she's she's pretty good in the movie, yeah. but like it's just like Aquaman, Wonder Woman. These are just cheesy,
0: outdated ideas that will, need to go away. Sure, sure. Mm. I will say she was my absolute favorite part of batman versus superman when she showed up i thought it was going to be a nightmare because i remember in the trailers it was just so brutal with the one-liners and is mm. she with you you know this is like terrible but, <laughs> but she was she kicked total ass in that movie and she was real quiet and just she like does running. kick some ass she's in just like movie. silent and brooding i really dug that so mm. and she's like jumping really far i like to
2: see her in other things like an actual action movie fast
0: and the furious oh is she seven or something she's, she's in the-, the most recent one yeah she's in that oh, one okay.
2: I mean, some kind of, like, lead female role action movie. Like a I think she, Yeah, she'd be perfect yeah. in that.
0: She is, she is very good-looking. I'll say that for her. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I guess uh, I'll go next since uh, Kevin has 15 things he's got to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just briefly talk about the first 20 minutes of Girls Trip, which I watched. Uh, was hanging out with the wife's family. Uh, her aunts who we go to their house and watch a movie usually sometimes and they'll rent one on on demand or whatever and uh, they wanted to watch Girls Trip because it was all female than me and uh, I said I've heard good things about Girls Trip I've actually heard that it is funny so I will watch this and this is the the movie with Queen Latifah and Mm. uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and other black actresses who I don't know the names of and um, it's about they go on a trip to New Orleans during Mardi Gras Actually, I'm not sure it's during Mardi Gras, but they go to New Orleans, and uh, they, like, party, and they're, like, trying... You know, obviously, like, one of them needs to find... It's, like, you know, Stella got her groove back kind of thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, we turn this thing on, and uh, we're watching it, and we're eating pizza, and it's delicious. Reginelli's Pizza, just glory. Tony's Pick Pizza, amazing. Mm. Just chowing down. And uh, watching this movie, and just stone face this is the least funny movie i've ever seen <laughs> and it, it is painful and uh it's so cheap looking and just terrible like tyler perry bad it looks worse than tyler perry movie it looks like it was made for television in 1999 wow. like it looks bad it looks very cheap like very no,
2: like cheap. No, nothing was funny
0: uh i remember because um, i i
2: like smirked at one of the tyler perry trailers when we were like recently
0: well that's okay <laughs> the, the boo too yeah, yeah. I, I was like yeah, there, you know, I mean, that, that can happen. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm not against this movie. But like, obviously, if it's funny, it's funny. It's just, yeah, it yeah, wasn't exactly. funny. Like, I mean, I like Bridesmaids, for instance, was very funny to me at the time. I haven't seen it since the yeah, theater. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it had funny moments. And it's just like, this is, uh, I'm sure if I watched the whole thing, it would might have had a funny moment or two. But twenty minutes went by, and I was just—I just whispered to Nicole. I was like, "I'm ready when you are," and she's like, "Let's go." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so we left, and uh, apparently, it gets very, very raunchy. Mm. Anyway, um, didn't didn't rate that one, obviously. But uh, did watch the two part uh, documentary series Dahmer on Dahmer on Oxygen Channel, which Oxygen, is the, yeah, which is interesting about the um, which is television for women. Yeah, I think it's their logo. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh but uh which doesn't make any sense with this. I don't know why this is on But I thought that was Lifetime. I don't is it? I thought Lifetime television
1: was I think Oxygen's like the pay cable network. I and don't know. Lifetime what's that well, what is cable. Lifetime's tagline? I don't know. <laughs> I, thought that, was tel- I thought that was television. Well for women.
0: Oxygen is something for women too, oxygen. I'm pretty sure it has to be
1: Oxygen women. is like definitely like Isn't like Oxygen for women.
0: like the Oprah? No, Oprah has her own channel called O. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Oh, it doesn't anyway. matter. We right. don't have oxygen, but we, we downloaded the uh, app onto our Apple TV, and we watched this show. It's two-parter. It's about Jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer from the 90s, um, Milwaukee serial killer. And uh, I will say it, uh, it wasn't that great. It was really kind of uh, didn't tell you a lot you didn't already know, didn't go in depth at all. And mm. I think they thought that it was going to be really interesting because they interviewed his father, and it's they were like, we're interviewing his father. Nobody's seen an interview with his father. And his father is just not very interesting. He doesn't have a whole lot of insight into why his son is the way he is. Uh, so, yeah. They they interviewed him? They show an interview. He's dead. He died in 1994. He got bludgeoned. Oh, death this is recent. Oh. Yeah, this is. Oh, okay. From, I thought this, this was is something. This little brand new. Okay, okay. Uh, they show an interview they did in 94, before, right before he died. Uh, and, I mean, even that, it's like I would. I'd rather watch that interview just uncut than have to watch this thing again because it's just, it's just all cut up. And I'm like, I'd rather just like you don't get a chance to like you're not you're never with him long enough to be like, oh, that's the kind of person he is, or oh, the, mm. like you know, I understand something else about him because of the way he's behaving. But it's just like these little like sound bites, you know, and it's just not. It wasn't very satisfying. Mm. But it did get us in the mood to watch more Dahmer stuff. So uh, I'll be talking briefly in a minute about another movie about Dahmer, and tom- no day after tomorrow, Saturday, driving to New Orleans to see the newest Dahmer film, "My Friend Dahmer," based hmm. on the graphic novel "My Friend Dahmer." <laughs> All right, which is about Dahmer as a teenager. Yeah, interesting.
1: Dahmer, Dahmer, Dahmer. Kevin, Let's see, I watched "Trees Lounge," uh, written and directed by Steve Buscemi. Not a bad movie. Um, I thought it was kind of stereotypical indie movie, you know, about Steve Buscemi is like an alcoholic, and you know he's <laughs> he got fired from his job because he stole fifteen hundred dollars and blew it all in Atlantic City. Um, and yeah, there's like a lot of like quiet acoustic guitar in the quiet moments where there's no dialogue going on i'm like okay you've know, seen that in like a bil- billion other movies um but you know the the acting was still pretty good uh chloe savini is in this movie and she's pretty good super hot yeah
0: like <laughs> she plays underage too but i don't think she's underage when the film came out
1: I I don't know. She is. Yeah,
0: attractive. like in the
1: movie she's like 17. She lied that she was underage. No, no,
0: no, like she's not she wasn't she's just playing younger than she uh, is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. But yeah, like um and yeah, because part of the whole the whole thing is that like
0: he's he uh Stevie Shimmy starts uh driving his brother's ice
1: cream truck. Yeah, like his uncle oh, his dead uncle's ice cream yeah. truck and, and uh, uh I- and
0: then he makes friends with Chloe Sevigny, and then mm. they like kind of uh they fuck and it well according weird. to him they only <laughs> like, they only made out but like no, she spent a the night on, at his place Fuck, yeah give like, me a break yeah and that is bizarre because i remember watching it and being like this is weird now our hero has just like essentially <laughs> statutory raped a girl yeah <laughs> it's a little bizarre
1: yeah <laughs> supposed to
0: like this guy
2: yeah like, how many times i our- we gonna say statutory rape on this podcast today <laughs> yeah, i know right <laughs>
0: And yeah,
1: like uh, and now we're cracking up laughing about it. I mean, it's uh. terrible. It's awful. <laughs> and, like, old boy's already an alcoholic. Like, they pull up to the uh, the funeral home for the uncle's funeral. And Shimmy's like, I'll be there in a minute. Beer can comes into frame. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, gave the movie a three. Yeah,
0: mm. solid rating. I think I gave it a four. I liked it quite a bit. I watched oh, yeah. it on Laserdisc.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Laserdisc? Oh, yeah. But yeah, like Chloe Savigny's, uh she—I've said this before—like she's someone who doesn't get enough credit for being as great of an actress as she mm, is. I completely agree. Like she is the whole package. Sure,
0: I completely agree. Yeah. Check out her Instagram too; it's a blast. Mm. Cool. Um, after Wonder Woman, I watched
2: The Lobster. Ooh, finally, your, got around to watching your ghost this. Lanthimos. <laughs> <laughs> this thing. <laughs> Have you um, seen Dog tooth? Yes, I've seen it. I like it. I like Dog Tooth a lot. It's actually way better than this. Um the lobster though, again, the first like hour, I'm just like I'm like, this is a five. Like, this is a five easily. And then he <laughs> then he leaves and goes out to the woods or whatever. And I'm just like It drops for It you drops. At this point? It like plummets. It, it went the it went. <laughs> It skyrocketed
0: for me when it, he went it, to the it, woods.
2: It, it hits wow. the mountain. It is just awful.
0: I, I thought it was awesome. It <laughs> just
2: keeps it just keeps going, and I'm like, really, like seriously, like, no, stop, just end the movie, stop it. Oh, I loved all that and uh, all the wood stuff with uh, Leah Sadow. She is amazing. She fucking rules. She absolutely rules. But I just couldn't take another like character like that, like someone who's just like restricting everything, and it's just like it was just. Well, that's, ah, that's like
0: the genius of the satire is that he goes from one yeah. situation like that, and the I get it, it but it like didn't. Freedom. It's just not
2: enjoyable to watch, and it just keeps going. And Rachel Weiss's uh, her uh, her um overdub or, or her uh, voiceover. Oh. it's just it just gets annoying I to actually me. Don't remember that. It uh, gets extremely annoying. Um, I don't know. I, I liked everything that was in the house. Um, I don't know. It's looks good. Mm-hmm. Colin Barrels good. I don't know. it's He's just, great.
0: Mm, they're all great.
2: gave it a three and a half. I mean, it, it, I gave it a four. It's mean, it's got, I don't, it's I don't got, think got it's a lot of yeah. I think it's really good though. It's got a lot of good elements, but I just I don't know, man. It just kept going. I like going. the ending. How
0: would you feel about the ending?
2: Yeah, I, I did like the ending quite a bit, yeah.
0: but. uh I do I I I'll, I, don't I, w- know. I wouldn't even call it conceding. I totally agree that Dogtooth is much better. Yeah. <laughs> Dogtooth is is a masterpiece in my opinion. I mean, you know, that's just a great great film. I'll
2: give him I mean it's definitely original.
0: Like yeah. extremely original. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you looking forward to killing of a sacred deer? I am now. Yes. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm dying to see it. I was him. not into Colin Farrell
2: before I saw this. I was like, "Man, why is Colin Farrell back? Like he just should have just <laughs> went away." He's great. He is Fan fucking tastic in this movie. Yeah, uh he's like gutting beyond belief. Like yeah, yeah. He's, he's just like out of shit. shape. He's got the moustache and <laughs> the
0: glass. He looks horrible.
2: Uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, he's he's good. Uh, he's pretty good. uh I like the the when he had to put his hand in the toaster. Yeah, that was brutal. that rolled. That's extreme.
0: <laughs> no, no. Have you seen this movie, Kevin?
2: I have not. Okay, well, you should see it. It's, it's watch definitely. You it it put his hand in the toaster. It's definitely so. worth
1: watching. um I'll probably check it out at some point.
2: And what's her name? Sadu. Sadu. Leah Sadu? Yeah, she mm. is Sadu, awesome. Sadu? I don't know. She is
0: really, really great. Uh, she kicks ass. Mm. Yep.
3: Yeah, I
2: don't
0: Have know. Have you seen... Uh, you haven't seen Blue is the Warmest Yeah, No, Body. I haven't seen that she's yet. She's really... She's amazing in the, and not just because she's super hot and having <laughs> lesbian sex. But uh, she's, she's just really good. She's a great, great actress. Really uh, brave. Mm. Um, cool. Uh, well, I watched... I just wrote everything down on my notes. Yeah. to be quicker. Rewatched uh, Thief from Michael Mann, his first film from 1981. I Was trying to watch this uh, last week so that we could talk about it together, Jonathan. But I didn't have time, so just immediately rewatched it because I was just dying to see that crazy shotgun. Squib Isn't action. it just like the best <laughs> debut? Yeah, I mean, it's killer. Jesus Not Christ, the best, but it's I mean, but, like, it's it's up there. <laughs> yeah, it's good.
2: It's insane.
0: <laughs> as far as movies that showcase what the director is all about. It's pretty. It's pretty high up. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of his trademarks in it. What is your favorite debut? My favorite debut is probably. I mean, it's. I mean, it's probably like a cliche, but probably like Hard Eight, like Mm. Paul Thomas Anderson, because I think that it's just it's a really really solid film and uh, it's very mature for coming out when the director was you know 25 years old it's like it's It's a very like mature film so i like it a lot how about you uh i don't know the plow and steamroller or whatever (laughs) it's called i'm not sure uh
2: yeah i don't know kevin I'd have to do some
0: more research, like Trees Lounge,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. That is a big one. Maybe. Yeah? That, you can It's hard to argue with that. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I just that reminds me it. a lot of Thief. It's just like the his, his again, entire, yeah. It's like yeah. his niche. Yeah, you can yeah. like see everything that mm-hmm. he's gonna go on to do in it. But uh, you know, we talked about Thief last week. I want to talk about it a lot. I just, I love yeah. it. I think the um, the scene when he's at the diner telling uh, that girl about the. Uh, his time in prison and the lead pipe and all its just it's such a great performance from james Caan and um just a lot of fun to watch a lot of uh good scenes of dialogue back and forth dialogue uh everything with him and leo the villain who mm. went on to play you know these nice nice old <laughs> men but in this movie it's just a horribly like racist mafia so um all that stuff is great And, uh, yeah, just totally fucking love it. Love uh, Jim Belushi getting blown away, slow-mo. Again, don't see slow-mo gunfire enough anymore. You need it. (laughs) It's epic. Uh, I will say this, though. And, Kevin, you watched this not too long ago, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I know you weren't the hugest fan of it. But uh, maybe you can help out with this because I talked to Jonathan about this the other day. Mm Mm-hmm. Why does he destroy everything <laughs> at the end of the movie? He uh, burns everything down and he blows up his businesses.
1: As far as I could tell, it's like like when he tells uh, his his wife, like, "See ya, you'll never you know, right, you'll yeah. never see me again." Like, he's, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, it's like literally like everything that he could possibly go back to. He's just severing ties with everything. And in the most brutal way sure. possible. And
0: I could see, <clears throat> from like a logistical standpoint, he's about to go commit murder. Yeah. He's got to leave town, obviously, so he's going to destroy all of his records and stuff. Mm-hmm. But all that gels as far as him blowing up his house and blowing up his bar. But then he, like... Pour gasoline car on the cars And burns the cars Like yeah. how are the cars Gonna You know what I mean Like how is that Helping him at all And he doesn't even Destroy all the cars He destroys like four of them yeah. And there's like a <laughs> it whole lot no It makes no yeah, sense I mean, It just seems like Michael Allen's like We gotta burn these cars It'd be <laughs> so cool You know that, They that might, spent might the money fun. on them We gotta burn yeah, them Yeah we own yeah, these yeah. We might as well destroy them <laughs>
1: I don't know, like if you take it to like its conclusion, you know they're on fire, so maybe they'll blow up and destroy everything else around like, them. Yeah, but, like yeah, uh, like a mission in GTA,
0: you just have to blow yeah, up. One yeah, and yeah, blow yeah, up.
1: yeah, yeah. That's anyways. That was
0: that. That would be my my kind of a big critic that's a nitpick but it's like it's like a it's a little thing that bothers me and it took me out of the movie and I really mm. hate it I wish it wasn't there but um, <laughs> I just feel like the whole even like the house exploding is like it's shot from like four different angles and it's in like slow motion. Yeah. Like, it just seems like such a lazy like we need some action injected into this thing yeah. it's like you're about to have a shootout like it's fine we don't need the house exploding but whatever aside from that I think it's just a beautiful film and uh, I love all the Minutia of him breaking into safes and the uh, the weird welding thing that he creates or has created. and Just a good, good movie. Loved it.
1: So this weekend I watched the new Thor movie, Ragnarok, and I have a really good story about that. All right. So my brother and I, we go to eat lunch across the street from the theater. We're walking across the street, and just as we're coming up onto the sidewalk, I look down, and I see cash. So I pick it up. Nice. And there's $40. Oh, fuck. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So my brother and I got free movie, free snacks. <laughs> Sweet. Yes. So, so then we go into the movie, and in my opinion, it's the best Marvel movie so far. Now, I granted, I'm, I know the two guys I'm talking to, you might not think that that's such a great thing, but it just had such, like, they really let uh, the director, Taika Waititi, go overboard with, like, the, like, British, Australia, New Zealand comedy, and I just love that about the movie, and, like, I think, unlike, a, like, uh, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, like, it's aptly named because it's just more the same it's like okay this was kind of unique when we first did it so let's literally redo it and let's have this one message and then just beat it into everyone's heads (laughs) but with this one with Ragnarok it's like okay we're just gonna have a lot of fun this is gonna be a fun movie we're not gonna take it too seriously it's just gonna be a lot of fun and it was and, like, uh, Mark Mothersbaugh did the music, and there's a lot of really good electronica in it. And, and honestly, like, the fact that it took them this long to put Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin into a Thor movie, it's like, <laughs> okay, it's like, finally, you guys know what you're doing. So, I gave that movie a four, and, like, I really enjoyed it. Sweet. Now, as far as, like, I'm not following, you know so closely with, like, the you know the Avengers and all that kind of stuff, because I think a lot of the Marvel movies, it's, like, you know, pretty good. Eh, 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 eh. Hey, that was pretty good. Eh, eh, eh. Now,
0: you, you can't know. see this, but Kevin is actually doing gestures with his fingers where he's <laughs> making a, a, a bar graph, essentially, in, this, in the air in front of him. Yes. Just to clarify. <laughs> now, would you say that this is... Uh, Way way better. How do you feel about the other Thor movies? Yeah, I need I need a gauge on this. Uh, let's see. Because <laughs> Jonathan's seriously considering watching this thing. Now. Well, like back I, back,
2: back when I the might it was, I'm a Masca, so. <laughs> The first you the have first to be. Thor but also like
1: are was you terrible. are you into are you into like British type humor? No. Are you familiar with Flight of the Concords at all? Yes and
2: no. I'm not at all. I hate it. Then <laughs> then. Uh, <laughs> I hate Flight of the Glob then this is not the movie
1: for, <laughs> for you. Okay, okay. Like uh, yeah. I like
0: Vikings though. <laughs> is there a lot of Viking humor in this? Uh, pillaging. <laughs> <laughs> Do they sail to the New World in this? Uh
1: there's a couple there's of scenes there's, there's a couple a of scenes planet, in Norway. Right? Um, there now. Interesting. Hey. Yeah.
0: Jonathan's people come
1: from Norway. <laughs> yes. So. so yeah. Um yeah, I don't want to give don't want to give away too much about sure. it. But like now, uh, let me
0: ask you this: mm. How hard did your draw your jaw drop when Kate Blanchett broke the hammer with her bare
1: hands? Well, I had Were seen you it losing in... it. Not really. Like I'm not like a huge comic <laughs> fan. Boy. Wait, who does she play? The villain, Hella, oh, Hella, okay. Hella. Yeah, Hella. Is it the the woman with
2: the the spikes?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because okay, she had like spikes.
2: Yeah, I mean. I saw the poster. I don't know. Yeah, I mean,
1: like, uh, you know, like I saw I saw something later on about it. Like, apparently, Kevin Smith like was going. I I haven't heard the podcast, but he was saying in a podcast like his problems his with like podcast. yeah, uh, yeah. So he was talking about like Thor and the problems with it and like how it could be how it could be improved. And so apparently, like Chris Hemsworth and Taika Waititi were like, you know what? Yeah, let's totally change all this stuff up. So like now, not only does Thor have short hair. He also doesn't have Mjolnir anymore, and he's also missing an eye. Mjolnir. That's Mjolnir. the hammer.
0: Oh, uh, you're saying
1: by the end of the get film. with it, John. Come on. I don't
2: know what's. Going <laughs> well, he loses. He loses <laughs> the
1: hammer in like the first ten minutes. Oh, so. Um, but How yeah, and I think fight? that was that was also in the trailer. Like he's a god. Like he's finally you know tapping into his real potential. Oh, okay. So cool. yeah. Cool. And uh <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is hilarious in this movie. He looks ridiculous. He does look ridiculous, but at the same time and like he's obviously like hamming it up and having fun with sure, it. Sure, sure. And uh there's a magnificent sequence which like you you'd have to see it to really appreciate it so I can't really tell tell it's, you about okay. it but like like right before he gets introduced to Jeff Goldblum there's this wonderful wonderful sequence which just had me laughing so hard.
0: Well, uh, we'll have to uh, get back to it when Jonathan sees this film inevitably in yeah, the next couple I, of I weeks. Mean, I will see it. Although I have to say, like <laughs> as far team. as
1: like the first Thor movie, I was thinking like, oh, Kenneth Branagh is directing it right. and and has a hand in the writing, so like, yeah, this would be pretty cool. But then I'm like,
0: that was trash. Eh. I hated it. It was really <laughs> weird when he was announced to be directing that movie. Yeah, like, was, like this that's, is bizarre.
1: That's like the biggest indication of like you know just because a like. You know certain director or whoever is going to be involved like doesn't mean that they're going to have total creative freedom like um this one looks a lot like you know the other marvel movies but like i think like the characterization and the humor that goes into it was where they really let taika waititi go just off the rails so cool and i don't really remember a lot about dark world I remember thinking Christopher Eccleston was decent in it as the villain but it was very unmemorable. Jonathan? Uh, After
2: The Lobster I watched uh, Hype the movie that we're going to talk about later. Um, But then that got me uh, in the mood to watch... Uh... You got to talk into the mic, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> you're like sailing, like, literally like seven it you're like, oh, okay, seven. <laughs> no, I weird. really need headphones. I'm not used to this. I going. know, bro. Um, that got me in the mood to watch in uh, 1991, the year punk broke.
0: I wanted to rewatch uh, this so bad and had no time. No to, time.
2: Just to keep with the theme of yeah, 90s punk. Come on, load. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Give it a three and a half. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a documentary. I don't really know what, how to rate these things. Documentaries um, are hard. We
0: could talk more about that when we talk about hype. Like, the ability, the, the difficulty default, of rating a default documentary. Default three and a half. Right, right. But uh,
2: Sonic Youth Rules, uh, this is, like, right after their peak. So, they, you know, they're, like, in their mid-30s. So, it's a little weird because they're, like, still acting like they're 18. <laughs> What's up, man? What's going you know it's just like eh? Hey. Well they're hanging
0: out with a bunch of youngsters, yeah. right? Just like, yeah, mean, you're you're a little too old Nirvana's for this. in this too, yeah, yes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, they're probably ten years younger than them. But uh you know, Sonic Youth Rules, the performances are fantastic. Um Nirvana is this is right before uh Nevermind. I think yeah, it's right before Nevermind. Um so they haven't exploded yet. Uh they're fantastic. Uh some of the other bands are Okay, that's like cliche grunge stuff. Gumball, I don't even remember who else? Kind is of in it. Gumball, uh, Mud Honey. Oh, Mud Honey. Um, their performance is actually really shitty because touch like, touch
0: me, I'm sick.
2: Yeah, they have that, and there's another performance they have of them, and it's really shitty because like, there's a lot of like, uh, visual effects, like really cheap, shitty visual effects happening. You can't see anything,
0: mm. and mm. it's just kind of like, eh, hey, this is not very good. But um, now was Mud Honey's performance? better or worse than when they played on black sheep much better on black sheep okay black sheep rules (laughs) (laughs) um let's see
2: uh dinosaur junior oh uh without lou barlow so that's kind of like not that good
0: uh but yeah it's pretty good still decent i'm i'm still gonna rewatch it i i just i uh i was going to yesterday and i got home too late because i had to like prepare for my stupid Fucking teacher observation Which didn't even happen So um, But yeah I definitely want to Rewatch it for sure Uh, Thurston Morris hilarious Yeah he's Um, I remember That's the one thing I remember about More than anything Is just how funny he is Kurt Cobain's hilarious
2: Um, Nirvana as a whole They're just fucking hilarious They seem like They're just having Chris Novoselic Everybody seems like They're just having So
0: much fucking fun Yeah, it's like kind of depressing. I agree, it's maddening because it's like I want to do this. I want to be a millionaire and get to just like travel and have fun with buddies.
2: Like they're just having so much fun, and it rules. uh...
0: How does the Lou Reed mask hold up? Is it killer? (laughs) That is in this, right? I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, where they cut the out of a magazine, or is that something else? No, I I don't remember. You just watched this, I know, right? (laughs) I don't think that's Maybe in it. Maybe that's in another thing. I no, that's in think. something else. Okay. For some reason, I associated that with this. I know it's, it's Thurston Moore who does it, no, or, no, or it's no, Lee Ronaldo, think? I think, who does it. Uh, from There's Sonic so many League scenes though. that are like, no, I don't think that's in this. Okay. Well, that, kill, that kills too, because so you got to look that up on YouTube. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, I watched uh, Me, Myself, and Irene, rewatched Me, Myself, and Irene, directed by the Ferrelli brothers, uh, Bobby and Peter in the year 2000 starring Jim Carrey and Renee mm. Zellweger and Richard Jenkins and oh yeah uh, Chris Cooper and <laughs> Anthony Anderson It's so funny
2: I remember when this came out yeah and people were like the new Jim Carrey movie is coming out it's like 96.1 the river or something like that <laughs> what's on the radio and they're like do not go see this movie it's so raunchy it's so incredibly rough. like never. Do not take your kids to see. It. I was like, well, isn't it rated
0: R? Yeah. And I'm like, what? What? It's a hard R. And like, ninety six point no one is a bunch of. It's like, a, it's a,
2: it's the new Jim Carrey movie. It's so it's so disturbing. Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, like you just get, I,
0: This is the. You know, the best thing about this movie is that it is raw carry. It's, it's like. It's yeah. like hard R, raw care, and it's like he's able to do things. Like, hearing him say the F word is a joy. <laughs> it really is. And I hate to say it because I don't like the whole idea of, like, I think this movie, along with some other ones, the whole uh, Todd Phillips thing uh, and uh, later Judd Apatow, the idea of the hard R comedy, it's become this thing where most comedies are R-rated now, and they're just, like, People dropping f bombs and that's supposed to be funny, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not funny it's funny when you have someone talented who knows what they're doing, who is funny uh putting their spin on it, you know, so when you'll we'll go see something like we're the Millers or uh horrible bosses, you know, and you just got a bunch of fucking yahoo oh, saying the f word <laughs> no. the whole time and it's supposed to be f- it's not funny like there's nothing mm. funny about the f word it's only funny if in context when you you know but anyways, uh, I agree this movie is very raunchy. But uh it it really works and I it, it is just so funny. I, I had a, a such a good time rewatching it and um so many great memories. Uh when he first turns into his alter ego. Have you seen this, Kevin? Yes. Okay. So actually I was just thinking about like all the yeah. the funny like... <laughs> he sure is a
1: Spartacus looking motherfucker. Yeah, he's a Spartacus looking motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, when he gets his chin job. Yeah. Uh, when he first turns in when he first turns into Hank, his alter ego mm. It's the facial acting yeah. is absurd. He's insane. and I said it in mm. my review on Letterboxd and I stand by it. He was robbed. Like if the, the Academy would grow some balls and recognize comedic performances, mm. he should have won Best Actor that year. Like it's unbelievably good his acting job in this movie, and I mean be even beyond the fact that it's funny, it's just impressive. When he has he fights himself <laughs> yeah. toward the end, he's like grabbing his own shirt and like throwing himself around. It's insane. It's just yeah. insane. And just so well done. And uh the last great Farrelly brothers comedy, I think. Um until before they uh plunged into, you know, three stooges and shit like that. Oh, <laughs> Fever yeah, that, pitch and that
1: twin that oh conjoined yeah join twin movie. movie. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened to them, but they they when it's the, they lost Jim Carrey, and they tried to recreate mm-hmm. it with Dumb and Dumber too. And as far as I've heard, it's a train wreck. So, but uh, you know, not a whole lot to say about me, myself, and Irene. It's just a funny movie. Yeah. If you want to have a good time, go watch it. If you don't, just go slit your wrists. You know, because uh, you're worthless. <laughs> but if you really want to watch this thing, you got to get into it. It's great. It's very funny, and uh, Renee Zellweger's in, it and she's okay. <laughs> I'll tell you the funniest thing. Actually, one of the funnier things about it is the fact that he has three black sons. Yeah, <laughs> like that—that's the line you were referencing where he says he's a Spartacus-looking motherfucker. They're—they're uh, they're like Mensa-level geniuses. Yeah, because they're—they're yeah. uh, they're not his kids. Obviously, they're this uh, black midget from the beginning of the movie who was a genius. Yeah, uh, Tony wife.
1: Tony something or other. I can't, yeah, the little, can't remember the a, guy's he's name. He's a famous uh, African American. Yeah, midget. he was in Willow
0: oh was he yeah oh I didn't know that mm. I've seen him in other stuff though he's in yeah. a, he's in a Bad, Bad Santa. Santa yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway yeah. Uh, all that stuff's great like him him on the couch with these three gigantic black men and <laughs> they're yeah. all laughing at Chris Rock on HBO it's a lot of and fun and they curse like sailors yeah they yeah. all curse a <laughs> lot it's amazing but they curse about like advanced chemistry yeah and yeah then, like when they're trying to learn how to fly the helicopter he's like its manuals written in fucking german he goes well you speak german don't you motherfucker
1: <laughs> like, i said i could read it i can't say i could speak the shit yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's
0: it's it's really it's really really good so yes i gave it a four out of five yeah what would have made it a five just curious um i mean i guess it's a little long it's clocking it around I think it's around two hours or maybe 15 shy of two hours and okay. it's, I think you could cut some stuff And yeah, uh, yeah. there, are, I mean there are certainly parts in it like in any comedy you no know, comedy is perfect there are a couple yeah. of parts in it that aren't you know they don't hit right and they're not that funny but uh, I mean I think overwhelmingly the, uh, the the parts that are very very funny that are having you like cry because they're so funny <laughs> uh, kind of make up for any kind of like you know lackluster mm. uh, joke here and there Okay. you know like something from um it's just like there okay there's like a scene in it where the sons escape the police cuz they're cuz they want to help their dad and that's when they go to the chopper and they mm. which isn't even explained they just like find a, a random <laughs> helicopter and they like, start trying to fly <laughs> but in order to uh leave before they leave the cop who they've uh accosted and like chained to his car he insults them he says i'm going to find your dad and i'm going to you know kick his ass or whatever and they decide they're gonna have some fun with him. so they said uh they said how how what's the what's the diameter of an egg and one of them, said, of course because they're geniuses and he says one point three seven five centimeters or what you know what the fuck it is and he's like um he goes i got I got a hundred bucks because so I can stick an egg up this guy's ass without it breaking, <laughs> and it's like all that stuff's like, ah you know I could do without like any of that any of those jokes like that's mm-hmm. not that funny and then like they when they find that guy, he's tied to a tree and he's got a chicken head up his ass, <laughs> and like the chicken's like flapping. It's just kind of like a little <laughs> yeah. retarded. But, yeah. but uh, you know, overall, I'd say it's anything with Jim Carrey really, really works. Yeah. And uh, it's just a great, great movie. A lot of good memories. My dad loves this movie. So, or he used to. I'm sure he wouldn't watch it now. But <laughs> back when in the day when he had some balls and would watch a good hard R comedy, he loved this thing. He loved the scene when Jim Carrey wakes up from having. Uh, hardcore sex all night And he's peeing on the wall Because like, his, <laughs> his piss is flying everywhere he, he thought that was so funny Anyway, that's it for me, myself, and Irene
1: So yeah, Repulsion um, Directed by Roman Polanski In 65, I want to say Right before the rape no, Well, the
0: rape was in like 72 or something uh, was I
2: don't 72? know, man I thought like, it was in the late 60s like, you know, 70s I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I don't
0: I mean I don't know who who
1: fucking knows. Yeah, I mean this is kind of like co-opted our our podcast for this week but like <laughs> apparently like like there was that one and then there was like a couple other like ones through right. the next few decades where like a bunch of other actresses were saying like he did this to me, he did that to oh, me. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. But um so you've got uh Deneuve, Deneuve and she is this um belgian woman who's working in a spa and like she just has this like complete aversion to anything romantic or anything sexual and so like she starts to like get like some real paranoia that like you know um people are like trying to get in like she like she has a nightmare that she gets raped um uh, she has another dream sequence where like there are hands coming out of the walls and like groping her and um and so like she's just kind of staying in her apartment and but then like um like there's this dude who's been trying to like court her through most of the movie and like there's a scene where he's at the bar with his, with his bros and they're like oh you know that's how all virgins are. They're teases, man. You know, you need to go and get you some get you some real stuff. And uh like and they're like they're like they're like making fun of her and, you know, the most Jesus. misogynist way possible. And, you know, then he has his moment where he like Don't you talk about her like that and then like goes in and like breaks her door down. And yeah, so she kills him and she also kills the uh the super of the building who actually does like try to feel her up like she like cuts his throat with a razor and um uh, it violent eh, I I've I've seen much more violent Are these spoilers spoilers huh yeah but i mean <laughs> <laughs> do you do you plan on watching it yeah oh, <laughs> i've owned it for
0: like 4 years i haven't watched it yet. i have the blu-ray 4 years yeah I was planning on watching it during Halloween because we watched uh, Rosemary oh, and right, Baby right, right. and everything, and we just never got around to it. It's actually sitting in my stack on my Blu-ray player. It doesn't matter. I don't. I don't care about spoilers, but I'm just, yeah, I I'm mean, just asking, yeah, because to...
1: there's a lot more that goes. <laughs> sure, th- sure, there's sure. a lot more that goes on in the movie, so it's not totally, totally ruining it for for you or anyone out there. I want there. to
0: apologize on behalf of the podcast for Kevin's shitty behavior right now, giving spoilers for a movie <laughs> that's 55 years old.
1: Yeah, but uh, you know, <laughs> no. but yeah, and. Uh, But, yeah, so, like, the entire time I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, like, it's, yeah, it's this sort of psychological rape-revenge movie, um, co-written and directed by Roman Polanski, (laughs) a guy who goes on to be a rapist without the revenge part. I mean, he did some, he had to go for, like, a psyche val, and he did, like, 40, 40 days in jail, but, um... But, yeah, so it was just so weird. And, you know, like, yeah, like we were talked about earlier, you know, trying to separate the, the art from the artist. And it's like, but this is like. That's too close. This is way too close. It's not Yeah, Macbeth. It's, um, <laughs> yeah it's not Chinatown.
0: <laughs> well, Macbeth is a, uh, an interesting uh, uh, case because, you know, he, made, he, made, he, was, he was scheduled to make Day of the Dolphin and he dropped out of Day of the Dolphin because Sharon Tate was murdered by the Manson family. Yeah. yeah. And instead decided to do Macbeth, a very very violent graphic Macbeth because of the murders. So it's like can you watch Macbeth, like forget the fact that Polanski directed it. Can you watch Macbeth knowing that it was influenced mm. by this horrific event and it's not really saying anything about the event. It's just it's just kind of like a mean movie because it's like it's just like his his rage and his uh, depression on screen, you know.
1: Yeah, because um, yeah, because I think that's some. I mean, not that it excuses his behavior in any way, but a lot of people, I guess, don't know about the fact that he was married to Sharon Tate. She was pregnant, and she got murdered by the Manson family, mm-hmm. and and so like he lost Sharon, and he lost a baby. It's so, fucked up, you know. Yeah.
0: Obviously not an excuse to do anything, but still, you know, like hard. I mean, it's hard to, I don't know, you know, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, I, I
1: mean, you know.
0: Can't deny him his pain, but I don't know. Yeah, I
1: don't Whatever. I don't repulsion, <laughs> uh, how, what's the score on that one? I gave it a two and a half because, like. Ooh, uh hated Repulsion. I mean, yeah, it just wasn't just wasn't well, that good I in will, my opinion. Uh, but, I mean, it was like Polanski's, like, second feature Oh, really? So like I mean yeah after I've, a knife in the water yeah so like I didn't expect it to be you know like a masterpiece yeah like uh that's Chinatown as far as I'm concerned and I really liked uh, the Ninth Gate I have not seen I've had that one for a
0: few years too I haven't watched it I tend to buy Blu-rays when they're cheap and then not watch them right but it's eventually eventually I will yeah. Jonathan no I'm I just have hype Jonathan's got nothing left so I'm gonna talk about uh, I watched The Only Living Boy in New York from 2017, directed by Mark Webb. This is my first film I've ever seen directed by Mark Webb, who also directed The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 and 500 Days of Summer, ah. none of which uh, interest me at all. And I saw, uh, I think, 10 or 15 minutes of the first uh, Spider-Man movie, and it was just a real piece of shit. So I yeah. wasn't interested. But uh, this movie... I I don't know. It's just like I wanted to see it because of the the trailer really just hit my sweet spots. It's like these intellectual New Yorkers, and they uh, are talking about like love and like one of their the the main character's father is cheating on his mother with this other woman who's played by Kate Beckinsale. And he, like, he like confronts her about it, and they start sleeping with each other, and there's, like, all these kind of, you know, issues with that. And uh, Jeff Bridges is in it as, as an intellectual in New York, which is very, mm. very fun to watch because, you know, he's so, like, I'm gravelly, I'm from Texas <laughs> now. Yeah. You know, and it's like <laughs> you forget that he can actually act, you know, he doesn't have mm. to play this, you know, uh, Rooster Cogburn every time he's in a movie. Yeah um and he's good in it uh but the movie itself just the plot is a little a little ridiculous um the movie is about uh do you remember in in uh green room Mm -hmm. both of you the green-haired guy in the band who gets eaten by the dog the dog rips his throat out Uh oh right yeah he's the star of this movie. I forget his name, but mm. he looks good too. He looks like James Dean, which is just another thing. I don't know for some reason when I see actors and they're like clearly trying to look like James Dean, mm-hmm. I'm just in. I don't know what it is. I just <laughs> wanted like uh, Robert Pattinson did a movie called Remember Me, where he did a real yeah. James Dean kind of thing, and I just I just liked it. I don't know, but uh, anyways, this kid in this movie, I mean, he's not a kid. He's like 25 or whatever. But uh, he uh, his father, who's played by Pierce Brosnan. Like I said, is cheating on his mother, who's played by Cynthia Nixon, with a, a, a slightly younger woman, uh, Kate Beckinsale, who's obviously you know like the supposed to be very very pretty. Obviously, you know I don't know, mm. I don't find her suit. I mean, she's attractive. Whatever, it doesn't matter. The point I thought is, she looked
1: best in Much Ado About Nothing. Mm. Mm.
0: Well, I haven't seen that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought she was uh, pretty good looking in, in uh, the werewolf movie, whatever the fuck that's called, Underworld. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, the point is that um, he can, like I said, he confronts her and they start sleeping together, and he thinks it's like real, but it's not really real, you know, because she's like an adult and he's, you know, she's got like a career and everything, and uh, it kind of ruins everything. And he eventually tells his dad, but the pro- none of that, none of that's problematic. The problem comes in the third act where Jeff Bridges who plays his neighbor has been talking to him and talking him through this whole situation for the entire film and suddenly he figures out Jeff Bridges is writing a book. He's writing a novel called The Only Living Boy in New York and it's about me. Oh lord. I'm the guy in the book. Wow. (laughs) So Jeff Bridges is co-opting his story which okay so when he figures this out I'm thinking oh this is conflict now he's going to be like this is my story. I'm a writer too. I I want to write this story. How dare you? You've stolen my story. It's like what uh Werner Herzog said when he when he filmed Strozak. He uh Errol Morris was planning to make a documentary in that area, and he said I the the worst thing I could have done was steal a landscape from another artist. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you know how dare you write my story? But that's not the problem he has. He just goes to him and says, Oh, you're writing a book, huh? You're so and so. And that's what it is. It's this reveal that he's this famous author who's reclusive and nobody's ever seen him. And suddenly (laughs) he knows who he is. So that's, and that's like, okay, so that's, that's kind of bad, right? It's like, it's a little ridiculous. Like this, Mm. okay, so it happens to be, it's a little, he happens to find this kid and like make the story. Okay. So, sorry, I'm going to spoil the fuck out of this movie because I've got to tell you guys this ridiculous, the ridiculous twist of this film. Which is that Jeff Bridges, the famous author, is actually Darth Vader style, the kid's father. Oh my God. Are you serious? And wow. Pierce Brosnan is impotent. And he had asked, they were all friends when they were younger, and he had asked Jeff Bridges to fuck his wife so that <laughs> his wife could get pregnant. And he so, Jeff, Pierce Brosnan so uh, resented. <clears throat> the idea that his that he wasn't the real father that he squelched all of this kid's uh dreams of writing he would always tell him his writing was serviceable it wasn't that great even though it's amazing and he could have been a writer and so that's kind of where the movie goes in the last 10 or 15 minutes and uh <laughs> and then it's like jumps forward a year and uh the, the the book has come out and uh he talks to pierce brosnan again and there's, you know, this kind of, you know, like, oh, well, I guess we all learned something kind of thing. And I mean, it's not. It's, I'm not saying like it's like a horrible piece of shit. Like, I appreciate it on like a level of like Mark Webb directing it. For, like, being that he is, you know, he helmed this huge franchise and now he's making these little movies again. That's great. But it just wasn't very successful in my opinion. Mm. So I gave it a three. Because like I said, I mean, it was, it was easy to watch. It was 88 minutes. Oh. Glorious. But, um. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I just—it's not <laughs> something I would necessarily watch again.
0: Hmm. Anything uh, you, under ninety, exactly.
1: You have more stuff, Kevin. Uh, I rewatched *The Magician* by Ingmar Bergman.
0: Sure, another one I, I enjoyed- had on Blu-ray for
1: years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come at me, Criterion Club. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I thought Max Max von Sydow is great in this one. What, um, what
0: movie is Max von Sydow not great in? Am I right? Uh. Name one. Go ahead. Minority boy. Report? No, he's fucking awesome in yeah, Minority Report. In I'd, I'd have to watch it again. He's awful in that? I don't know. He's great. I think he's really <laughs> uh... great in that. I'll tell you what I haven't seen in a while is Shutter Island, and he played oh, one of yeah, the Doctors. Yeah. I'm not sure about his performance mm-hmm. in that one. Yeah, I'd have to... But like, literally, like, especially any Ingmar Bergman film, he's great in all of them. Yeah, that.
1: I mean, some of the later ones, like uh, Passion of Anna and Hour of the Wolf, Like, um, I don't know, the movies themselves... I think are kind of subpar for Bergman, and that's not that's not anything against uh Max's acting, but um uh, I don't know they're just very very weird and have you seen the Virgin spring i have that's my favorite. I love The Virgin
0: Spring I love good, his acting yeah. In that like, Yeah he's he like, Loses good. it And starts like Beating himself With the branches like, Yeah Before he's gonna Kill the rapists Yeah and... More rape discussion Unbelievable How do we yeah. keep Coming back to that? That was things? definitely Statutory as well But it was like That wasn't statutory It was just like <laughs> Literal rape Yeah
1: Was that like The first one That was actually On screen I think probably I think I, I read that yeah. Okay Yeah Yeah, yeah. 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 Magician uh, three and a half
0: Oh, okay yeah, Okay uh, Alright nice. I uh, <laughs> I. Okay, like I was saying earlier This is my last thing I watched uh, Dahmer Rewatched Dahmer Directed by J- David Jacobson From 2002 Now this movie Came out at a time When uh, A lot of these Straight to video Serial killer movies Were coming out I don't know if mm. you remember This early Is that 2000s. Jeremy Renner in it? Yes Okay yeah. I saw the poster And I was like yeah. Is that Jeremy <laughs> You got Dahmer You got Gacy You got Ted Bundy Hmm. Yeah, I you remember seeing seen... all those in Blockbuster. Sure, exactly. that's where I saw this one, and I rented it when I was a kid. I was, whatever, 15 or 16. Rented this movie, brought it home. Uh, it's Jeremy Renner's first movie, as far as I know. i have never heard of him before. Watched it and was just blown away. Loved it so much. I thought it was so fucking good and, like, artful and beautiful. And I'll tell you, on rewatch... I'm it's a dumbass. Just not doing it for me. I mean it's not it's not bad. It's certainly a certainly a good uh it's prob I would imagine it's the best of these movies. That's what I was going to ask, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I haven't I, I also haven't, haven't, seen haven't, other haven't seen those in a not well not in a while. I, mm. I actually have seen I I know I've seen Ted Bundy and I'm pretty sure I've seen the Gacy one, but um it's just a. it's just real uh kind of cheap looking and it's shot on film obviously so i mean mm. it looks good from that angle but it's shot in full frame uh which i don't mind actually i kind of like full frame every once in a while but it's just weird to see and i remember thinking jeremy renner just was just so great in this and i remember loving him until uh some movie i forget it was a few years later he was in something that turned me off but i remember just thinking he was the coolest and uh so good in this movie, and he's he's all right, he's not great. I mean, it's like it's <laughs> like it's not that impressive of a performance, mm. especially for what it could have been. And uh, it's just a little goofy. And it's it, it having just watched the Dahmer on Dahmer thing, it's like it skips over certain things and it makes things more convenient, which I understand, but like you know, a little I don't know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, and it's not nearly as violent as I remember it being, which I don't have a problem with because, honestly, the kind of violence that would be in a Dahmer film is not something I really want to see anyway. It's like, you know, he did really heinous shit. So mm-hmm. uh, just like necrophilia and yeah. like eating people and shit. I can't. You know, I've
2: never watched or read anything about. I mean, I I'll, the only reason I know any of this is because of you. You told me. And I just, yeah, I can't. I can't deal yeah. with shit like read, that. Read like, it numbers, happened.
0: Read the Wikipedia page.
2: I can't even do that. You'll love it. I, it's just too...
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just really fucked. No, it is. It's terrible, but... um, <sighs> I mean, if it's not done by Thomas Harris, I'm, or, well, Seven, <laughs> for well, sure. The, those, again, but though... The, everything <laughs> s- else, I'm like... Seven mm. and,
0: and Hannibal Lecter or anything like that, those aren't... Like, there's something I would say, even with a film like this, th- this film is kind of poorly done enough poorly made enough that it separates itself from the reality of the events. Mm. Whereas something like Zodiac is chilling because it happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like seven, I don't find seven chilling. I don't find Hannibal Lecter chilling because they're not real people. Like they're chilling within the context of their stories, Mm. but it's not shit that actually happened. Whereas like when I watch Zodiac and they, you know, uh, like when that, that scene in Zodiac where, um, after he stabs the couple on the beach and it, shows their mm, the, their yeah. car and he's written a message on the car and it just pans across like that's genuinely disturbing for some reason to me it's just very creepy because I've seen the images of that actual message uh, and the fact that they recreate that and show it like it's this ominous you know and you still don't like he's never been caught got, it's, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> right yeah. I scary. mean Zodiac's
2: one thing but out of the Dahmer and shit like that is just next level well, yeah. awful I think yeah.
0: Dahmer, is, Dahmer is definitely like the crimes that Dahmer committed are worse I guess. I mean, it's hard to, like, put a yeah, price I mean, on yeah, a life or whatever. Yeah. But he obviously – he killed more people. He did worse mm. Or a things. Gacy or something like that. Like, he did worse really... things. But uh, the fact that he was <laughs> caught and is dead now uh, definitely, like, is he makes, makes him less creepy to me for some yeah. reason. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he's not – having seen, like, interviews with him where he explained – he's very, like, self-aware. Like, he – He talks about, like, they're asking him about his psychology and stuff. They're like, how, you know, uh, do you think you would have stopped on your own at some point? And he's like, no, the compulsion was too great. Like, I had to continue doing it. He's like, it was addictive to, he said he didn't like to kill anybody. He didn't like hacking people up. But he had this compulsion to lie with someone who was still, perfectly still, and to have his way with them. Uh, like, like you know, like a essentially a dead body, mm. and in order to do that, obviously he has to kill them, um, and so it's like it was a, almost like a. Could an have assistive.
2: just did like Bill Cosby or something, you know? Well, he did. <laughs> he did do that. He he roofied men at oh, gay really? clubs and uh, raped mm. them, and Ugh. then he
0: got kicked out of the gay clubs, and so he started doing Jesus his, uh, murders. But actually, <laughs> the scenes, the, the scenes in the movie where where they show uh, in the in the film Dahmer, where they show the gay the gay club rapes. Those are actually probably the the most interestingly shot scenes in the movie they're very pretty disturbing too and uh it's like a whole kind of montage of him roofing different guys and bringing them to the back rooms and raping them Jeez. and uh it's pretty pretty fucked up but um you know it's a it's a three uh out of five i mean i you know it's it's a solid enough watch but it's not something again I don't think I'd ever rewatch it again now that i've Confirmed what mm. kind of movie it is, but when I when you're a kid and you see something like that, when you're a fledgling like film, like I'm, I I love movies, you know, and I'm into film, and you, know, you <laughs> yeah. think your like your favorite movie is *Boondock Saints*. It's a great movie. You think it's like *Citizen Kane*, you know. Mm. Uh, so I guess we're gonna. You have another one? No. Nah. Okay, we're gonna oh. move on to our uh, deep dive discussion of *Hype*, directed by Doug Ooh. Prey from 1996, and featuring bands by the name of. Cracker Bash, Mono Men, The Walkabouts, Seven Year Bitch, The You Men, The Fast Mud Honey, Screaming Trees, New Age Urban Squirrels, Girl Trouble, Wipers, The Accused, The Melvins, 64 Spiders, Gas Huffer, Blackouts, Stomach Pump, The Farts, Green River, Butt Sweat. Does farts have Z? Yes, have Z. the farts have a Z. <laughs> yeah. Young Fresh Fellows, Tad. Some Velvet Sidewalk, which is my least favorite of all of them. Some Velvet Sidewalk. What a pretentious piece of shit, man. The Farts, man. Dead Moon, Flop, the Super I, I didn't understand Dead Moon in this. I didn't understand that. Skin Yard, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Blood Circus, and others. Uh, Nobody what,
1: ever remembers Butt Sweat, man. We were a good band, man. <laughs>
0: I did my best to write down the names of all the bands as they were coming up on screen. But oh, eventually, okay. it got unwieldy and I had to stop. So, got a little too 90s. Of them. Yeah. But, um, uh, I, what did you guys think of, uh, Hype?
2: Um, as a documentary, I mean, it was, it was good. Uh, again, I'm just going to give it a three and a half. As just a default, default d- documentary. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's documenting good. something that happened. It's like kind of hard to, you know. Yeah. But uh, okay,
0: can, uh, okay. Before we get into the hype, then, <laughs> just since you say, since you open that up, uh, Citizen Four was a three and a half.
2: Yeah, and I, I would give Citizen Four a five, based solely on like the magnitude of what's happening. Yeah, it's just like stunning what's okay, happening. Then.
0: So this is
2: just recapping a scene that happened like yeah, five but, years previous. Okay,
0: but can't you, you wouldn't would you not agree that there are certain like beyond the fact of what films do or what, you know, or like, uh, something like bowling for Columbine, for instance, you know, where they stopped, uh, Kmart from selling bullets. Right. That's like a big deal. You Mm -hmm. know, and they, they they brought awareness to something or whatever outside of that, like just the fact that some documentaries are cinematic and some are like information dumps. And I don't personally, I don't, I I don't really give a fuck. Like I, I, I like an information dump just as much as I, I agree with you to an extent that it's about the it's about the information that's in the film like if you're documenting something that interests me I'll like your documentary usually hmm. but it's not always true like the I watched author the JT Leroy story which is about JT Leroy who's a fake uh, like a pin name of a woman and she made her friend or she asked her friend to portray this person and they made up a whole story for her and it was all in the 90s and she became like a big um famous author and then it all fell apart because they were lying and i'm like that's a really interesting story the movie was boring as fuck and like was not <laughs> interesting at all and yeah. uh i just think they didn't tell it right you know so it's like there is that aspect of it right i mean there's like they can tell a movie you can tell a story better than you yeah know, i agree right yeah
3: mm.
2: um i think this was well made i think they told the story fine it's just it to me it's just like another talking heads like you know Actual talk like people's heads talking about yeah, something. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like it was good. It wasn't
1: It wasn't Citizen Four. Oh, I agree. <laughs> <with some sense>. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Kevin. Uh, yeah, watching watching this again, like I. Let's see about eighth grade through ninth into 10th grade I was a huge fan of Pearl Jam like I was into them so much and so I had seen the, seen this movie I guess like like sometime in eighth grade and like that uh, that baseline at the very beginning of the movie like I remember thinking about that like on my first day of high school and it like calm me down because I was really nervous and it was
0: that's kind of sweet yeah
1: (laughs) so yeah so like i have i have nostalgia for the movie but uh but also it was like a weird thing to watch so you've got um like they're not actually um interviewed in the movie but lane staley chris cornell yeah and kurt cobain are all dead sure and so like you know like seeing the vigil for Kurt Cobain at the at the Space Needle and all that it was like like really like brought it home that like you know like there's four like really big bands that came out of Seattle, three of the frontmen are dead. And um and also I was trying to think like what other like pop culture explosion has happened since then, like to the extent that that this happened, like you know, not only with the music, but also you know with the flannel shirts and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Gangster um, rap, I th- suppose. I think grunge was a real like regression.
2: I think it was like a snapback from the eighties. I think it was just like everyone was done with synthesizers and fucking weird hair mm. and money, guitar solo, and Miami Vice. Yeah. And shit like that. People were just fucking sick of all that shit. Yeah. And it was just a huge, just like, back to basics. I don't
0: know if I'd say people were sick of it. I think, I think
2: they kid, were. Cause, kids were sick of well, it. Okay, okay, kids. Yeah. The, these bands were fucking huge. Like, it's unbelievable to think how huge the shit was. Yeah. Like, I don't think this will ever happen again. It's a, like a rock and roll, you know, three-piece band or something. You know what I mean? It's just... Like yeah, like you said, watching the Cobain vigil
0: it was like, good god. Wouldn't you say <laughs> that we? And I've said this before, not on this show, but just it's something I thought about a lot, which is unfortunate about like our current, like 2017. <clears throat> just the idea that with the internet and information being so prevalent, we're way too self-aware for anything like this to happen. I could because, see that, like. I think it
2: just, the internet atomizes people. It it puts you in like a, your own, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm into, I'm into doom metal. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? So I've just like, I go online, I get infinite doom metal. That's right. all I want. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, you're That's not exposed what I mean, to anything though. Exactly. Else. It's not like, yeah.
0: this couldn't happen again because music doesn't work the same way anymore. Yeah. You right. don't get music from the radio. No or DJ MTV. is like playing a song, and you're like, "Oh wow, that's a cool song. We should write in and or call in and see what song that is, or like, yeah. go and buy that at the music shop." Like you just, like, yeah. you get your music from Starbucks. And you get your like music, music from, back uh, then had to go through
2: Pandora. You had to go through you know so many channels to right. even get out. Yeah, you know what I mean, or like, let alone get on MTV. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean <laughs>
0: like now, now you don't even have a station. There is no such thing as like like YouTube is is MTV now cuz there's no mm-hmm. there's no station playing uh music videos anymore. Yeah. yeah. You ha- you go online to see music videos. You go on Pitchfork or you go on uh, MTV.com or wherever it is that they put their videos in uh YouTube and uh you watch them there. If you watch them even, which I don't even think most people watch fucking videos. But if you do, you know, no. that's how <laughs> yeah. you that's how you get into them and it's like youtube views are like the currency now whereas it would have been single sales back then it's like that's Mm. just as valuable to people because of advertisers and whatever so it's just like a totally different thing and i agree though there won't be another shift like that because i don't think you can have a zeitgeist anymore because there's just no like everybody's just so aware of the history of things from i mean you just beat over the head with it from uh you know VH1 airing non-stop like yeah. nostalgia fests oh my like I love the 80s I love the 90s yeah. I love the 70s yeah. I you know all this kind of, I you know it's just like and that's been going on for 15 years you know so I agree it won't ever happen again and it's it's uh it's a fucking it's a shame kind of. I mean you know I wouldn't give up what we have now but yeah I think you miss some I don't know maybe some communal aspects of that you know what I
2: mean but I think The internet replaces that maybe to a smaller level but like i would i wouldn't trade the internet i (laughs) I would never want to go back to 1994
0: or whatever yeah well i will say this uh uh, as far as as far as this documentary goes um i think my biggest problem with this documentary is that it was made in 1996 Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have enough retrospect like it doesn't have enough time to really consider uh the impact of grunge, considering that in 1996, the impact of grunge is still like huge. Like the alternative mm-hmm. scene,
2: uh, new metal
0: is like happening, which I is, mean, it's just starting yeah, to happen, like, oh but then you've got like Smashing Pumpkins are huge and they're coming out of that. I mean, like a lot of well, now this bands. is the more Seattle though. This is like basically, I understand Seattle, that, like, but you're saying, but you're talking about, I mean, they're talking about grunge, grunge from Seattle influenced all of those bands, is what I'm saying. Man.
2: I mean, like, it's like not really, but okay.
0: <laughs> <I don't>, not, <laughs> I think, really, not smashing pumpkins, but yeah. Well, I think like Smashing the, Pumpkins is an alternative <laughs> band. I mean, they're alternative. The isn't? entire alternative scene is derived from grunge. Okay, but
2: that I would disagree on. I don't. No, I mean, I yeah, I don't. I mean, REM and stuff was way before the grunge. Like that's alternative. Like okay, that's but, the basis of our al- yeah, alternative. but
0: REM their sound changes after grunge. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I agree. Everything changes after yeah. grunge because grunge Sonic is Youth that changed. Big. That's my point. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that obviously like the Pixies existed. But Smashing first album was in eighty nine. I mean it's like this is before I know. Grunge was I know that. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that. I'm saying like the Pixies existed in the eighties. Yeah. But yeah. and they are in, they are influencing grunge. Oh yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, obviously I mean Kurt Cobain and and, uh, and and all of them have said that, you know, they essentially ripped off a Pixie song yeah. to make it smells like Teen Spirit. But My point is that in 1996, it doesn't feel like you have enough time to really see the scope of what grunge did. I totally agree. So it seems like a little short-sighted to make that documentary at that time.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently on the news. Sorry, group. I treaded on the
0: fucking sacred ground of smashing. No, there's no sacred ground. No, no, no ground. It just they're <laughs> not. They, they're, they're from were, Chicago. They're from Chicago. <laughs> it doesn't matter where they're from. I'm just saying, like, it's like saying, I mean, grunge is yes, it's from Seattle, but that doesn't mean like it's yeah. only. It's it's a micro... Like that's the problem with this documentary is it's that, focused on see, grunge is that's only what, happening yeah. in Seattle, and all these the bands are from Seattle. Who fucking cares about these bands? It's like you said in the text the other day, and I'll out you right now, my friend. <laughs> you said all this music sucks in the movie. No, I didn't say but, all of it. I said it's like 90% of it is
2: total trash. Yeah. But I mean, enjoyable watch. Um some bands were omitted. I didn't really understand like uh like Unwound. They're from they're from like right outside of Seattle. I
0: don't even know.
2: And they're was. like all through the 90s. Never heard of them. And it's like it makes no sense not to involve
0: them. I but mean, uh they also don't talk. I mean, be, that being said, like even talking about the Pixies they don't talk about the history of like how grunge started. I do, yeah. Really. yeah, they, they and just say it just happened. Like there were just bands that ba- playing, one
2: this of the bands grunge. they show early is Dead Moon, who is from Portland, Oregon. Mm. Oh, really? And I'm just like, I guess they inf- influenced. I well, guess, yeah, but it, like it was the, just kind
1: of weird. I was just like, why are they showing these people? Be- like I thought it was about. Well, it was like that guy talking uh, that art designer at the beginning who's like chopping up all yeah uh, yeah. all the flyers (laughs) he really was like he was yeah like uh you know he was talking about like the pacific northwest in general yeah you know it kind of you know gets lumped into seattle and like he's talking about like northern exposure and twin peaks and it's like okay that's not like I'm pretty sure, like, you know, David Lynch was probably, like, into, like, the rock of the time because that's kind of how he is. But, like, I don't think he was, like, listening to Pearl Jam and being like, you know what? Hey, Mark, Mark, we should take this show and we should put it in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I don't think
2: he would. Yeah, he's not that.
1: Yeah, like, that That guy, The first season was that in 89.
2: Uh, or 90 90 90 89 yeah I mean, and yeah, so like the explosion like, wasn't until like 91 yeah so 90, it's like i don't think he's that attuned to like the yeah. underground
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well <laughs> i think that like the, the thing with like i guess a, like a lot of people seem to forget like the early nine like late 80s and early 90s was like a really interesting time for like a lot of things going on because hmm. like you you had um you know like you said, John, the backlash against like, you know, all the synth stuff and all the hair metal stuff, but you also had like uh liquid television on MTV. You had, you know, more of the indie filmmakers with like Tarantino yeah, yeah. and uh, Robert Rodriguez and that one, uh, Allison Anders. Yeah. Who did uh poison Ivy. And so like, you know, like the whole, like, I guess the world at that time was more accepting of this, like, more interesting kind of stuff, and I mean that's you know, another thing right there. So like, like the fact that you're talking about the indie, like indie
0: directors, indie film. Like not, not that obviously, like not that it has a lot to do with it, but like indie film was a new concept at the time. Yeah, or yeah it was ex- I think or it was yeah. exploding for the first DIY time. was mainstream, and it's like now, yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's like now, like everybody makes indie films. Like it's not like there are more, probably more indie films being made than normal films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Studio pictures. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, just like the whole world is like a totally fucking different place. Yeah. Yeah. than it was in 1991. Another reason why something like this, this could never happen again, you know? And like the idea that, you know, you've got, I mean, I think the, the general consensus, again, something they don't really touch on at all in this movie, but the general consensus is that, uh, a song like smells like teen spirit, you know, uh, taps into the disaffected youth of America. And I don't, I don't, there's just so much, like, they're not, it's like, it's like at that time, there's nothing that's aiming for that crowd. And now everything aims for that crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, so it's yeah, like, yeah. of course this could never happen again. You'd have to have, like, the only, the, the shift that could happen now would be like, if a rock band came out that was only for sixty-five-year-olds, <laughs> you know, and like all the sixty-five-year-olds started buying records again, and yeah, they just totally yeah. flipped the whole fucking, you know what I mean? But <laughs> that, that'll never happen. <laughs> like
2: the number one song in '91 was probably like Whitney Houston or something, yeah, you know what I mean? Or so poison, it's poison, like, yeah. Who fucking knows?
1: See, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like I think they were show they were like uh, <clears throat> when Jack and Dino is talking about um, like. Uh, Never mind's numbers like they're showing like the billboard chart and yeah it's like whitney houston and like genesis and uh yeah like, yeah was and you two <laughs> i think was like number two or God. three behind team behind teen spirit and um that had to feel good i'm sure Outselling, outselling U for Out for, you from, you from, for me because for me because i can't stand U two they're uh, the worst well, i'm with you there they are yeah. the worst they are yeah. um <laughs> um and it was interesting too like um in in my perspective, like, you guys might kind of feel in a similar vein, but, like, you know, like, seven, eight years ago when I was playing in a band and playing around locally, it was, like, you know, Baton Rouge didn't have a lot of, like, touring acts coming through. Like, there weren't a lot of huge shows happening. You know, like... Once or twice you get a concert here or you might get one in New Orleans or Lafayette or whatever. But, like, not a lot was happening here. So, like, I think Baton Rouge had kind of a similar setup to, like, Seattle where, like, you know, if the community had come together of bands, Mm -hmm. you know, like, bands supporting bands because they're all friends and they're all going to the shows and et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. like... I think Baton Rouge could have had that, and it's disappointing that we didn't. <laughs> that we, didn't I, I think Baton Rouge, uh, Baton Rouge does have it. It's just it's rap. There's oh, yeah, a
2: lot yeah. of there's Our a lot acoustic
0: singer songwriters. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's true. a lot of Baton Rouge <laughs> rap though,
2: but uh, yeah, it, it was just like a perfect storm for uh, what happened in Seattle.
1: Yeah. So but, uh, yeah, let me ask you both. You both like uh, <clears throat> I'm guessing. Both of you weren't really a big fan of the music that was in it, or
0: I—I I, uh, I actually wrote down my. Uh, in fact, I have lots of notes about your favorites or least favorites. Uh, the...
1: Mud Honey's okay.
2: Um, my
0: favorite mm-hmm. track on the thing, or my favorite live performance, was Mud Honey.
1: Touch me, I'm sick. I thought it was really cool. I just (laughs) think
0: think they're the coolest, and I really dug the um, the (laughs) Melvins when they were playing live outside, and he was like wailing on the guitar and like headbanging and stuff. Yeah, that kicked a lot of ass too. But the rest of the songs, I didn't hate them. They're not something I would listen to on a regular basis. And like the one, uh, I forget what what band it was, but the one where like the, the it was just like a it was like a band and the lead singer who didn't play anything, and he was like hunched over and like like think
1: oh yeah hot yeah. cakes hot cakes gas huffer yeah <laughs> gas they, they, huffer. They, they were brutal that it was ridiculous. just yeah, yeah it was funny too like finally understanding the lyrics that like i got batter something something yeah, yeah. it's like talking about them hot cakes it was like a, cl- it was a hilarious. clone of a clone of a clone yeah like obviously
0: nirvana is the best <laughs> band in this i mean i'm I, it's <laughs> yeah. cliche but it's like even watching like their that early performance of uh smells like teen spirit was just it that was kick ass like that something
2: would, magical it. about the three piece yeah. <laughs> and like the yeah. the band members are just i don't know i i kind of hate dave grohl as a person but back then he was god yeah when on he was like drugs. Drugs. yeah like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's just like destroying the set Oh, yeah. can i say
0: this so the live performances especially the ones that they filmed on that stage like a lot of them are on that same stage in yeah. the club yeah a lot of them sound dubbed
2: they probably were
0: yeah
2: there's a lot of of that in uh, the year punk broke I don't like that it's kind of like
0: uh, let's just (laughs) do sound for the show it just makes no sense to me um I like the uh, the the computer uh family tree of bands that that guy had that was cool Yeah, Yeah. yeah click and see who was in what band that was really neat um you know be fun thing to like look at i don't know why i'm sure somebody said this in the movie i just wrote it down
1: aesthetic of dumb who wrote who said that oh that was the photographer okay about like he's talking about the seattle scene yeah and it reminded me of dumb it reminded
0: me of that. you said you (laughs) you watched that interview with uh cobain and uh Dave Grohl where Dave Grohl had written one of the songs and he yeah. was saying it's it had like this bone headed uh, yeah, guitar riff <laughs> and Dave Grohl like sad about it because <laughs> he's like insulting that's so his song up.
2: so, <laughs> so I totally bad. agree though I wish this would have been <clears throat> I wish this would have been made in like 2005 or something oh because then you could have yeah. got like you know the, stuff totally. that came Absolutely. Really. So the underground stuff that's still going on in Seattle you could actually that, interview
0: yeah. more people who were involved like I mean the fact that they don't interview members of Nirvana. They don't yeah. interview Lane Staley who was still alive. They don't interview yeah, like they didn't, well, they Courtney didn't, Love. I mean like literally anyone like.
2: They interviewed Calvin Johnson from uh, K Records which was kind of weird. I didn't really understand that. I don't know. What uh, is that? He's just, he's like a record label uh, dude. Yeah. And he was in this band called Beat Happening in the 80s and uh, Mount Erie. Like he's, I think he's on, he's oh, on their okay. label. Okay. It just, I don't, I guess it was an inspiration for Kurt Cobain but it really made no sense for them to be in the,
1: well, I think he was, like, he's the one who's talking about how, like, uh, was he the one, the, uh, by the time the kid's out of high school, he's already put out a couple of records. Yeah yeah, star- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, well, he's, well, I guess he's he, the DIY guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that that was that was probably it. And, like, that uh, that, that British guy that they're interviewing, uh, he was the producer of Dare by the Human League. Oh, okay. So it was, wow. like, really interesting, this, like, Oh, it's that guy! Like, because like when he's talking about you know, four hundred pounds a kit on stage and ninety two <laughs> keyboards, yeah. ninety five samples, it's like you produced that record. Like, it's your fault that it's happening in the first place.
0: It's funny. I like the uh, the story of the the lady who answered the phone and gave them all the fake like yeah. lexicon wax. Oh wax. yeah, <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. I like that a lot. And I also have to say. Eddie Vedder seems like the coolest guy. (laughs) Like I'd love to be this guy's friend in 96. (laughs) (laughs) He just seems so chill and down to earth. I mean like now he just seems like a total dickhead. Yeah. But, uh, it's gone to his head. The last thing that I have to say about this movie really is that he's um, like the only one that survived.
1: Yeah.
2: Like Like the the only only
1: one Yeah, Like the only giant band back then. Oh yeah. Like the, I think, I guess like, uh, like the woman sitting on the couch next to him was his wife and they're divorced now. So I guess, Mm. you know, that's, Something huh uh
0: I will say that the uh there seems to be like this uh message in the in the end of the film about selling out and how like you know this was a genuine movement of like people who didn't care about money and they just wanted to make music and have fun and mm. it feels like uh the kind of condescension towards the idea of selling out doesn't really exist anymore oh, either not at all, and it's <laughs> yeah like, uh, it's a thing that's like like even that kind of attitude has been commoditized by like urban outfitters and uh you know the fact that like vinyl is available at barnes and noble and Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's just like it seems like everything is just uh like there's no like nobody really gives a fuck about if you want to make money yeah that's cool man you got to make money right yeah yeah Yeah. you should have fun doing it bro and it's just like uh this kind of um attitude of you know fuck the system doesn't really exist on on an artistic level anymore which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. It's just something that I thought about.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
0: But I uh <laughs> I, I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about it really, but
1: I really liked that first interview scene with Mudhoney where it's like my mom has always told me that I am not a loser. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole I'm a loser thing, I never understood that. I'm like, you know, I'm Obviously, I'm not a loser. And, Mark, I think your mom and so would do the same thing. We're not losers. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, was funny. Yeah. I always what do you guys think about uh, Sub Pop and, like, the kind of Motown
2: Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Like they were kind of
0: movies. anti-sellout. I, uh, right. or they were, like, against that. They wanted to make they money. They wanted to make money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which is, that's fun. But I feel like even that in the movie, that's kind of like some of the people seem to have, like, mixed feelings about it. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's naive to think that way. To be completely honest, I, I think it's naive to be to, to try just making music for just the sake. I mean, you have to make money to live. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if, if you can, if, you, if people want to buy your music, I, I see nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't, especially back then when you could actually make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and your apartment when, was when like record sales counted dollars for something. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, you know. They can all eat my ass. I mean, it's like now it's, yeah. Imp- that's un- it's not impossible but it's like I don't know it's a lot very uh, different now you gotta rare. be like
1: absolute lowest common denominator poppy kind of stuff yeah well I uh, I gave
0: this thing a three didn't didn't hate it didn't, three and a half didn't love it
1: <laughs> I'd say four and a half oh Foreign, loved it. Well, like I said, oh. I have I have memories attached. Sure, to this no, movie. I understand.
0: Yeah. I, this is my first time watching it. So. Yeah,
1: and and all, you know, going back and it was in a weird way. It was like meeting, you know, hanging out with old friends again because I'd watched that movie so much when you know I was in middle school and high school, and then now coming back to it and being able to better appreciate everything that's going on. I wish I would have seen this when I was in middle school or high school. I wish I would have too I that would, think have been I, would great. Have, I think I
0: would have liked it a lot more yeah, honestly but um okay well we're gonna move on to our feedback uh Jordan former host slash co-host of this this podcast wrote in a question he says, "Hey dudes, here's a question slash discussion topic for ya, what are some movies that have really outrageous or interesting production histories?" Do the movies themselves live up to the painstaking or intricate ways in which they were made? Y'all's discussion of Fitzcarraldo got me thinking about it. <laughs> so what are some other films like that? Made under crazy circumstances? All the best. Mm. And uh, I don't... This is a weird question because it feels like uh, a question for like film historians, which I am not... Um, and I can only think of one movie, <laughs> which is *Heaven's Gate*, which had a weird—I uh, mean, a lot of production problems. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Like he made them rip the town down and rebuild it three <laughs> feet over or whatever. And, yeah. But I mean, that's—I don't—I don't know. It's unlike *Fitzcarraldo*. I would say *Heaven's Gate* is a really good movie, and uh, *Fitz* *Fitzcarraldo* is not that great. But burden of dreams rules. burden of dreams rules. <laughs> yes. Can you guys think of other films with strange production histories or weird productions or chaotic
1: probably I mean you know it never ended up being made but uh proposed version of Dune. Oh yeah. Like it has, yeah. you know, it's the god it, movie. Yeah, it's be, it's <laughs> become it's become this, you know, Especially according to the documentary, this thing that's like permeated so much of Hollywood sure. for a movie that never was actually made because they
0: made that goddamn book.
1: <laughs> yeah, the yeah. book is everywhere. Mm,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I, that that's that's one, I guess. I mean, that's something that didn't yeah, even didn't I mean, even made, fell apart before it even got made. That reminds me of something like um, I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh, terry gilliams don quixote
1: yeah that's right been in production for like 20 some odd years i think
0: had to tried to get johnny depp and uh jean rochefort in it uh but it fell apart because all the sets flooded
1: (laughs) yeah and they were already like absurdly over budget at that point yeah and
0: and the actor or was it him or was it will uh, uh not william hurt uh john hurt one of, the, I forget, one of the actors that he had playing uh, the fellow in the movie, I don't know anything about Don Quixote, uh, uh, he had like pancreatic cancer or something. Oh, he had to yeah, go back to the yeah. States to get uh, treatment, and then they, they were like, can we fly him back? And they weren't hmm. sure he could work or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. there was that documentary, Man of La Mancha. Yeah, yeah Man of La Mancha. Yeah. Yeah. Lost in La Mancha. Lost in La Mancha, yeah, that's yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Great movie, great documentary.
1: Yeah. If you're into movie stuff. But, uh, yeah. Brazil the... has an interesting history. Um, like, while while they were making it, I, th- I think while they were making it, it was kind of, you oh, know, okay, whatever, Terry Gilliam, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, uh, Universal saw, like, his cut of it, and they were like, what is going on here? <laughs> and so, like... They made them reshoot the ending, right? Shoot a different ending? Um, No, I don't think... Like, they just, instead of reshooting everything, everything they just like there's a scene where they like get away and they're like camping out next to the truck and it it cuts off there Mm. so it's like the on the criterion uh release it's the love conquers all version right um but yeah like there was a whole thing of like uh they didn't want to give gilliam final cut of the movie and so like he took out a full page ad in variety saying like Hey Sid blah 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 the president of Universal when are you going to release my movie Brazil and apparently he also arranged like clandestine viewings of it for critics which like really irritated the universal people even more so uh, trying to trying to
0: force their hand to re- yeah. release it if the reviews were really good they'd have to release it Exactly um I guess like any kind of, any movie where like a, uh, you know, Alan Smithy credit is used. So like, yeah. uh, even like David Lynch's Dune or, um, American history X where it wasn't, it wasn't used, but he wanted it. Uh, Tony K wanted Alan Smithy used because apparently Edward Norton recut <laughs> the entire movie <laughs> <laughs> really without him. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But I think it turned out great. So I don't, <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah. But i don't know jonathan you any any production history <laughs> I don't know. But didn't
1: uh fincher try to get oh, that alien on 3. alien three yeah, yeah 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 he hates he hated
0: that he won't he wouldn't even recut it for the director's cut yeah that's right which is the they re-released as the assembly cut which is a real piece of shit yeah just watch the theatrical it's much better yeah mm. but um yeah so all right well thanks for your uh question jordan Right back in soon, bud uh we if you want to if you want to write to us on this show and ask us a question just like Jordan just did, all you've got to do is go to your computer device, click on your email account, and type in in the address bar feedback at dot then type your question and send it, and we'll answer it on next week's episode or whenever your question gets to us, so that's going to do it for our show. Um next week it's my turn again. Wow. And I've been thinking real hard and real long about what film the mask <laughs> <to> <laughs> review <laughs> the mask that would be a good one. Hey, Cuban
1: I'm the king of the rumble beat. Right. <laughs> um <laughs> no, I'm going to uh or or it was it The Mask or was it Mask, the Bogdanovich movie? Oh,
0: Ma- Eric Stoltz and Cher. The yeah. Mask. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> the Mask. The Mask. Black Mask with Jet Li? <laughs> Mask of Zorro? Mask. Man in the Iron Mask? Leonardo DiCaprio? Let's mm-hmm. just do Rush Hour. <laughs> Chamberlain. Um. <laughs> no, it's time, I think. Mm. Rush Hour? Enter the Void. Okay. Gaspar Noe. Okay. from uh, 2009, I believe. Yeah. Don't hold me to that. But uh, its I've only seen it once. i uh, really looking forward to rewatching watching it. I uh, bought the Blu-ray on sale at FYE a long time ago. I mm. haven't had a chance to watch it on Blu-ray yet, so I'm really psyched to check it out, remember loving it. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be watching Gasparno's Enter the Void for next show, which we're going to be recording next Wednesday. Um right before thanksgiving so we're gonna record and then just get fucking loaded up on food Mm -hmm. and uh it's gonna be a blast so join us next time for more film yak
1: Some fish stuff. Oh, do you? Yeah, I think uh, Trey Anas- Anastasio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or as Les Claypool would say Trey Antipasta.
0: Antipasta. That's good. <laughs>